Okay. Uh, up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um, they asked me to read this. Warning. If you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, front face lock in my vagina. You're about to get front face fucked by the front face lock podcast. Bump Bagwell is what created the front face lock. My asshole is split like the Red Sea. Bump Bagwell is who is front face lock. You don't fucking question me. Front face lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. What are you, a fucking asshole? Bullshit! Start. Why don't you start? You want me to start? You start. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I am your host, Vinny, and with me, as always, is the band, the myth, the legend, the guy who usually calls me the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the funny, naughty t-shirt and a stupid face, Ryan. It's a Christmas shirt. What's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know, uh, uh, just first things first. Can we just we need to uh, get down to business? I need to just point something out for all of our our listeners. Very important stuff. Breaking news. Can you please tell everybody what place you are in our fantasy football league? I am in last place. <laughs> Can you tell everybody what place I'm in? You're in second place. Yes, but I do have an undefeated season so far, 2-0. and I'm only in second because of the points, because John scored 200 points this week. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck his team scored that many points, but... Uh, this was a weird week. I'm, I went from weird. first to worst. This is a very weird week, actually, in, in fantasy football. A lot of studs didn't do shit, and a lot of people who you didn't think would do shit were fucking 30, 40 points. Tua had six touchdown passes. Two and six touchdown passes, and Derrick Henry, thankfully, because I'm a Bills fan, didn't do shit, though. For two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Last week, he didn't do as bad for me. This week, he did awful. And then uh, Devontae Adams did nothing for me. You know. You almost lost to my mom. You beat her by one point. Not even a point. It was yeah, like it was... eight-tenths of a point. Yeah, it was like .81 you beat her by. <laughs> and that's, I... only, that's only because you had the two guys on Philly last night that did a good job. Her Buffalo's defense got her 20 points. Yeah, and they were at five points when I went inside work, and when I came out, they had 20 points. Because I would have beat her by, like, 15. Yeah, so. And then Josh Allen just decided after the third quarter, I'm just not going to complete a pass anymore. They were they took him out. He was They were winning 41-7. to seven. You step on their necks. No mercy. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, it was a, uh, a productive week in wrestling. Um, I didn't watch Raw last night, obviously, because the Bills were playing, but I'm going to catch up on it at some point. Yeah. There was a couple things that went on in Raw. I, I kind of feel that Raw, as a show, is... How can I put it? I, I don't want to say they're, they're plateauing, but I feel like they don't know where to go when it comes to the main events, and they're really fucking up the main events lately. They're trying to add different people on the main events, which I understand, but they're people that nobody wants to see. So, like, they had, was it Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss last night, I think it was? Or, Liv Ty- or was it Bailey versus Alexa Bliss was for the main event? I didn't, I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. And then uh, the week before was Judgment Day versus Edge and Mysterio. It's just two main events nobody wants to see. 
I, I mean, if I could play devil's advocate, Triple H had brought a lot of people back, so he's got to build storylines for them. So I guess maybe right now he's kind of just letting, you know, because I did see a clip last night in the back when you see Damage Control walking, you see, because it's the second week in a row now you've seen Dewdrop and Nikki Ash arguing in the background. But this past week, she took off the mask and she threw it at Dewdrop. So that could mean maybe, like you said, Nikki Cross coming back. Yeah, I think I think that might happen. There was another thing that if you during one of the matches, someone was walking through the crowd with a was a QR code, and if you scanned the code, it brought you to a website, and it was a what's that? What are those called? That, uh, uh, vignette. Vignette. Uh, it was a game of Hangman. And the thing, it was White Rabbit. It was like white. It said White Rabbit, and the Hangman game was like, it said Who killed the world? And it said You did. So everyone's thinking it's Bray Wyatt, and that it says nine twenty three. At nine twenty three is when this person is going to appear. So that would be SmackDown this week. Everyone's saying that's Bray Wyatt. I don't think it's Bray Wyatt because I don't think they're going to broadcast when he comes back. I've read that it was either Carrying Cross because he used to be called the White Rabbit. I mean, obviously, hopefully I'll get this show out before Friday, so, we'll, you know, whatever we're talking about will be uh, valid. But um, I also read a bunch of things, and again, it's all fan theory shit, which I hate. But, you know, uh, something that was phrased on there, because it, it, you know, after he put, it was who killed the world, you did, but it was in the spelling of one of the old Wyatt family shirts. The same, the same font. Yeah. The same font, yeah, it was the font of the, and then the, it, jumps around to other letters and it's demon it spells out or something there's also a theory that someone put which is actually funny but would be cool if they did is that it is bray wyatt and that all his characters in the firefly firehouse the firefly funhouse had come to life so the rabbit would be carrying cross the witch would be scarlet and the uh mercy the buzzard would be dexter lewis i would actually love that that would be just such a cool twist on everything yeah that would be cool. Maybe Nikki Cross comes back and she becomes Sister Abigail. Would, would you rather see that or would you rather see Sanity come back? Uh, man, I don't know. I'd rather see Sanity probably. I mean, she's probably definitely coming back as Nikki Cross, the crazy one. So yeah. hopefully they can, you know, her husband was in Sanity, her boyfriend, whatever, fiance, whatever he is. Yeah. Uh, with Killian Dane. Yeah, um, Eric Young is Impact, I think. Uh, I think he's in AEW. I don't know. Whatever he's in. Yeah, he'll probably end up leaving, so... You never know. Sanity might be coming back. And then, of course, we all know the next one that comes back. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, he had a picture with uh, with Tony Khan today on uh, Instagram. And then he had a thing that he was teasing coming back to AEW to go after the championship. But there was also a thing that he posted. And it was him, Cesaro, and, Co- and uh, Xavier Woods playing video games together. And, like, dancing and shit. So, obviously, they're all friends. But you wonder why... He posts something with WWE guys. I don't know. I still think I have a real big feeling that Brick Baker contract's going to be up. She's going to make the jump. Yeah. And if, if she makes the jump, he's making the jump right after. Yep. So what else What else was there? So one thing, and I'm going to say his name one more time, and then I don't want to hear his name again until unless I hear you say, hey, I saw CM Punk sucking dick on the side of the road because he got fired. <laughs> I saw a meme about CM Punk, and it actually was extremely accurate to the frustration that the fans feel towards him, including us. I mean, I can even put us in there. Okay. It said, we chanted your name for seven years. You couldn't hold the belt for six days. Doesn't seem fair. Yeah, true. I think that like perfectly sums up all... I mean, any of these fucking people that are still pro-CM Punk after all this shit, 
You can't be pro CM Punk and pro the guys he shit talked. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It, you can't. It's he's literally shit talking half of the company. So you can't just be like, oh, well, CM Punk's just speaking his mind. Well, then, then you agree with the fact that all the people he's saying are shit or shit. But I love the Young Bucks. Well, they, you obviously don't like CM Punk. But I like both. I can do that. No, you can't. I love Kenny Omega. So you don't love CM Punk? No. Yes, I do. But so, but he doesn't like Kenny Omega. I think I'm going to still play the video game, though. I might. I'm curious. I'm curious how Game, it's going to be. Gameplay looks pretty cool. I don't like that they put Owen Hart in it, but, you know, Martha, Mrs. I mean, we don't, exploit, we don't exploit, you know, people's deaths or nothing. No, we don't try to make money off people's deaths whatsoever. Brody Lee in it? I believe he is. Oh, surprise. I bet negative one's in it, too. If Brody Lee's not in it, then all the shit they say that to support him is bullshit. And if he is in it and negative one's in it, who's profiting off the use of his likeness? <laughs> Oh, somebody. Is it Amanda Huber? Amanda. Uh, I would like to say that, once again, us here at the Front Face Lock Podcast. Us? Uh, we're correct about something. I mean, I am I wish I could say I was surprised. There was a, a wrestler which we both loved. His name was Ezekiel. Yes. He was beaten up and written off the show. And apparently the reason is, like I said... I believe you did say this. Is that he was going to give fucking Elias time to uh, grow his beard back and come back as Elias. I actually distinctly remember having this conversation with you on this show. Yes. So let's chalk another one up for us. Tony Khan. Tony Khan cannot stop letting WWE live rent-free in his head. Rent-free. This motherfucker throws shade at WWE every chance he gets, trying to drum up the controversy that maybe Triple H will fire back, and it's just, it's pathetic at this point. It's truly pathetic. When when people reference WWE headquarters, even though it's in Connecticut, where do people think first? New York City. Okay. Because Hogan did the big thing. With uh, you know, Great American ba- or uh, Bash at the Beach, he said, "I know those boys up in New York, and they consider Madison Square Garden to be their home, yeah. like arena, right? And they've always considered New York City to be their hometown, okay. even though the office. I know they're actually looking at trying to build a new corp, uh, you know, headquarters in New York City. Right. So it's safe to say WWE owns New York City. Like, that's that's their territory. If this was still territories, New York City, and that's even back in the day, New York City was WWE territory. Yes. So, Tony Khan, somebody asked him about, you know, his, they have the Arthur Ashe show that, uh, tomorrow night, and they said something about being in, a, you know, you're in the Northeast, and he says, yeah, right. We're running a lot of great shows around the Northeast. It's so many great wrestling markets in one geographic region. I'll say it's the crown jewel of wrestling markets, the real crown jewel of wrestling markets, not some BS overseas in Saudi Arabia. The real crown jewel in New York City is where you want to be. So he's throwing shade at WWE for not having every show in New York City, so they're doing one in Saudi Arabia, which I, uh, there's a whole other topic of why they shouldn't be doing it in New York and uh, Saudi Arabia, but they've been doing it now for a few years. Yes. It's called crown jewel. Is Tony Khan think now because AEW is going to Arthur Ashe Stadium again that they're t- they're going to take over the city? 
Well, we're going to explain something for Tony Khan. And he should know this being a businessman or you know, whatever the fuck he considers himself. Regardless of the political reasons why we shouldn't be doing things in Saudi Arabia, the business aspect is because they want to expand worldwide. WWE, you know, does shows in Europe. They do shows in the Middle East. They do shows in India. They're trying to develop a brand in each of these regions, number one. When you do a show like that, like WCW did one in North Korea, right? The attendance was fucking ridiculous because that shit doesn't happen there often. Now, for one show to be in Saudi Arabia, that show in Saudi Arabia will have more viewers at the at the arena and probably on TV than the next three fucking AEW pay-per-views combined. I'm, I'm, I guarantee it. Oh, I, and I 100% agree with you. And it's actually funny that you bring up attendance. <laughs> okay. Because tomorrow night is the big Arthur Ashe AEW show Grand Slam. Okay. Arthur Ashe Stadium holds 23,000 people, and that's with the tennis court. So let's say it's a, roughly the same because the mat goes where the tennis court is. So let's say it's 23,000 people. I'll even give them 24,000 people. I went on StubHub, Vivid Seats, and Ticketmaster. So it's not just, you know, secondary sale websites. I also went on Ticketmaster. There and it shows you in Ticketmaster the sections and the seats that are available. Like you know, if it's in green, it's or if it's in gray, it's it's not available. If it's in green, it's available. There are literally thousands of tickets available. And the reason I looked it up is because Tony Khan said something like the attendance for tomorrow's show or this week's show is gonna be unbelievable, but there's only a few tickets left. Only a few. There's thousands of tickets left. Thousands. They're going to be going the WCW route of giving away tickets to fill the seats. Yeah. If that place is sold out, I will go on Ticketmaster again tomorrow before the show starts. And if that still looks the same, that yeah. means they're giving they're giving people, like they're just letting people in. But Tony Khan's going to buy all the tickets himself. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of Tony Khan, can I bring up a point? Sure. So... I know we've had a little bit of a dispute recently with some people. We have. And, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I, I don't care. I don't want to really dwell on it too much, but I guess I'm going to say, like, one more thing about it. Is, uh, I believe, a very, very long time ago, aside from Marty Janetti, we stated that Tony Khan was a cokehead. Um, I believe we used sound clips. We used a picture promo of Tony Khan as Scarface. And we were doing this a very long time ago, and I believe we were one of the first groups of people to call him a cokehead because I saw him and just like, like, dude, this guy's fucking drugged out of his mind. I'm not saying we were the first or the only. I'm not claiming that. But as far as I know, in our little circle, we were definitely the first. Yes. So people that we have or have had problems with, you know, put up memes and stuff with like the, you know, saying the same thing now Tony Khan. Uh, Tony Concept Cokehead, and a lot of things that we've said as jokes in the past people are using, but they were calling us toxic. Yeah, we're, we're toxic. We're toxic, but they use all of our material. I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess it, uh, imitations the uh, form, uh, finest form of flattery. Sincerest form of flattery, yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, I mean, I believe, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, we had to have this conversation with another podcast that we're actually still cool with it to this day, yeah. that they were stealing our jokes, and, you know, we had to 
go off and say we were often imitated, never duplicated. So I guess it's just happening all over again. We're toxic, but everybody wants to be like us. Yeah, it's it, sure. It's not. There's no hiding about it, hiding around it. It's you know we bring a different dynamic, I guess, and uh, you know you can't. The fact that it is very um, organic to us and to them it's not, and they have to try. And now, you know, they want to take it to the next level and be like the funny, relevant people. It's not going to work. You can steal all our jokes all you want. It's not going to work. Nah, you know. But, but, you know, that's all I got to say. It's just so funny that I, I see things and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're uh, once again having material stolen. But it is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, this time it's by a different group, so it's, you know, it's our message is spreading. Yes. The message like, of Front Face Lock podcast is spreading. We're going to have to have a movement. Yeah, a cult. A cult of the Front Face Lock podcast. <laughs> what do you guys do? Well, we get drunk and curse a lot. Oh, I can get down with that. Yeah. <laughs> then let's fucking poison ourselves. What else you got wrestling-wise? So, uh, I got two more big things. Uh, well, one more big thing that I think is actually kind of a big topic. Then one more fucking ridiculous thing Tony Khan said. This cock? So, Triple H, apparently, so this is all over Twitter, and it was getting uh, responses like, this is why WWE will never be better than AEW. This is the kind of bullshit is the reason why I stopped watching WWE. Blah, 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 blah. And it actually kind of pissed me off a little bit. Only, you know, not just because I'm a WWE fan, but it's like they're being responsible in this situation. And it goes back to something we touch on a lot. Triple H says it's irresponsible to bring blood back into WWE matches. He says if people... So that was his main quote. And the rest I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase because it was a long thing. But he pretty much says, with everything going on in the world, with all the you know the uh, health issues that there are, if somebody gets cut open during a match, they don't just roll out of the ring anymore. They get immediately checked. And if they're okay, the match can continue. I'm not saying blood is bad, but there's no reason for everybody to bleed or anybody to bleed because it's just irresponsible. And again, right. that's a paraphrase. Right. Now... I remember years ago, do you remember on WWE Network, there was a show called, it's on Peacock too, it was called Legends of Wrestling, it was the round table, it had, it was uh, Mean Gene hosted, then Jim Ross hosted it, Paul Heyman was on that, Okay. and they talked about bleeding in the matches, it was like right at the beginning when the the no blood thing again, recently, I think this was like 10 or 15 years ago, and Paul Heyman, of all people, the guy who ran ECW, right, said he agrees 100% with not having people blade in matches. His reasoning was because of hepatitis. But then, you know, I you know I agree with hepatitis. Any other little sick disease you can transfer through the blood, whatever it may be. Again, if you get cut open during the match, you're saying, yeah, that happens. But AEW consistently has to every, have some... Every, every match. Every week. Moxley's fighting Daniel Bryanson tomorrow. You want to have a fucking timer? Of and how long it takes John Moxley to be cut open? His pussy's probably bleeding before he gets to the match, so yeah. But it, it's you know it, it, all the fucking wrestling community, the IWC. This is why WWE is never going to be better than WWE or AEW. Why? Because they're responsible and they actually take care of the wrestlers and they actually take care of their talent. That's like having say the XFL starts and The Rock decides. Uh, you know what's going to make this wrestling, I mean, this football promotion great? No helmets. And head-to-head, you know, you tackle, you go right for his head. You lead with your head, head-to-head tackles. Yeah, head-to-head tackles oh, with no helmets. Yeah. And actually, the NFL would never be as good as the XFL because they wear helmets. 
they're going back to leather helmet collections, though, which really brings you back to the root of the game. The NFL wants to avoid CTE, but the XFL don't give a shit about your brain. So that would technically make them more exciting because it's like, how are they going to tackle without hitting each other's head because their head is unprotected? Does AEW do chair shots of that? I, yeah, which is another thing somebody like Paul Heyman is also against. Yeah. The guy who invented extreme wrestling. Well, I don't say invented, but made it mainstream. Right. I mean, they don't do it as consistently, but I have seen chair shots of the head. Like, I think last week on Rampage, which is a fucking garbage show, by the way. That one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. It's just, it's ridiculous that all these fucking fans, this wrestling community of fucking basement-dwelling neckbeards, have to fucking, you know, shit-talk WWE because they're actually taking care of their wrestlers and they care about them. And they actually don't have to have them work in a toxic environment where some fucking guy eating pastries can say he works with fucking children. Yeah. Fuck him. So that's my thought on that. What else? This is the last thing I have on wrestling. Okay. Do you ever, you know, you, you obviously, I'm, I'm saying this rhetorically. You know, do you know what the phrase overcompensation means? Yes. So Tony Khan released a statement saying that he rarely disappoints AEW fans with his bookings. Tony Khan said he disappoints fans with his bookings? Rarely disappoints fans. Rarely. 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 Do you want to hear the actual statement? This is direct from WrestlingNews.com, which okay. is also on 50 other sites. You can look this up. This is this is from Tony Khan's mouth. Okay. I'm going to do my best to make it a fun night for the fans. I Did promise I... Did you say that slowly? I, I, you know, he's not here right now. I, I want to make this clear of what he said. And then you'll, you tell me where the overcompensation in this is. I'm going to do my best to make it a fun night for the fans. I promise I won't disappoint with it, with it this time. He's talking about tomorrow. I rarely have, and rarely, 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 in several hundred shows have I ever, and certainly never intentionally. It will not be anything, anything, anything like anything we've done before. I'm very excited for Grand Slam. Do you want to dissect that like, like we're breaking down a sentence? Wait. What was that movie where it's like very, 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 very summer very, school when they're very, talking very, to very, 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 very. That was good. summer school when they have to yeah. like say it has to be five hundred words. Yeah, I have rarely, I, I rarely have, and rarely, rarely, rarely in several hundred shows have I ever, and certainly never intentionally, and there this will not be anything, anything, anything like anything we've done before. That is actual. Verbatim quote from Tony Khan. That's fucking word salad with a side of fucking Conan dressing, bro. That's lit. So, oh, Tony, you're here? Oh, no. No. Uh. I'm going to do my best to make it fun for the fun night for the fans. I promise oh, I won't oh. disappoint with it this time. I have rarely, 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 several times, several hundred shows have I ever, and certainly never, never intentionally. And this will be, this will not be anything, 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 like anything you, we've ever done before. I'm very excited for Grand Slam. Tony, I think... We're confusing the fans here because I don't think you mean the show Grand Slam. I think you mean when you go to Denny's after you do your lines of cocaine and get really hungry and you want to eat a Grand Slam. That's what I'm talking about. Grand Slam breakfast. So you don't mean the Arthur Ashe stadium. What about Arthur Ashe? He died. He's dead. What, what about him? He's got a stadium out there. What, what do I have to do with him? You guys are supposed to have a show tomorrow. We do? Yeah. What are you not disappointing your fans at eating Grand Slam breakfast? Okay. I don't know if you know my fans. I don't know if you know my fans. I don't know if you know my fans. 
I never wanted this morning because you know what? After every show, after every show, after every show, they follow me. They follow me. They follow me to places. And then I always go to Denny's. Always go to Denny's. Always go to Denny's. Where do you think I got the name Grand Slam from? Because I go to Denny's and I, I, they, I walk in there and I go, hey, Tony, you're here. And they're like, where's your car? And I'm like, I ran here. And I go, I'll have the usual. And they go, Grand, Grand Slam breakfast. And I go, no, oh, thank you very much. Is it that you rarely, ever, never, ever, never, rarely, ever, never, ever, never, rarely order something other than the Grand Slam? I never do. Never do. Never, 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 ever, ever. Don't build your own breakfast. Nope. Don't get eggs Benedict. Nope. Who's Benedict? I don't want eggs Benedict. I don't want. A, I don't want an egg that's made it named after some guy. Some traitor. I don't even know what that is. Tony, you know they don't sell any cocaine at Denny's, right? You, Denny you have to talk to the bus boys. You have to talk to the bus boys. You talk to the bus boys. The, dump, the bus boy he says meet you back by the dumpster. And you go back by the dumpster and he gives you cocaine. Sometimes it's not cocaine. Sometimes powdered sugar. But you know what? I like sugar on my my grandson's breakfast. So I go back inside and I pour it on my grandson's breakfast. Then I got powdered sugar. So are you gonna tell us about the pay per view or the show? What, what show? Dynamite. Yes, it's a show on Wednesday nights. We have, we do that on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights, it's, it's after Tuesday before Thursday, and then we do Rampage on Friday. Rampage, Rampage on Friday, Dynamite on Wednesday. What about Crown Jewel? What do you think about Crown Jewel? I think, I think, I think, I think, I think there's a show called Crown Jewel in, 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 in one of those oil countries, and I'm, you know what, you know what, you know what? We're going to be in New York, and that's Crown Jewel. That's a real Crown Jewel. Crown, New York, that's a Crown Jewel of the city. Even though this is our, like our first time in New York, or second time, maybe third time, but we always do everything in Chicago. You want to like because everybody likes us in Chicago, but nobody ever likes us in New York. So, you know, but New York is still a Crown Jewel. It's a Crown Jewel. It's a Crown Jewel. Chicago, second Crown Jewel. Second city, Windy City, Windy. It's Windy there. Can't have a show there all the time. It's Windy. Can't do lines of cocaine on the street. Can't do lines of cocaine on the street. Blows you want to like? Windy. 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 It blows away. Blows away. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. My cocaine. Ah. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> And he's gone. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, I'm going to crack over the beer. And I heard that you're, you have some free-floating hostilities. I do. I have, a, uh, I have two. I know uh, you have a bunch because I wrote down a bunch of notes for you. And now, without further adieu... Free-floating hostility. So I hope you're ready for a little random anger. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first with one of them. All right. Okay. You like pizza. I love pizza. One of my favorite meals. Who doesn't like pizza? Everyone loves pizza, right? I like New York pizza. It's the only kind of pizza. Well, we know this. We know that New York pizza is the best kind of pizza. Chicago pizza sucks because Chicago pizza is like a fucking cake and not a pie. And But New, New Jersey pizza is technically better than New York pizza, but it's the same style of pizza. Yes. But when you get... Farther south in New Jersey, the pizza loses its luster, I would say. There's very few and far between places in South Jersey, Central and South Jersey, that have as good pizza as North Jersey. Do we, can we agree? Yes, unless you're on the boardwalk. The boardwalk's going to pass because most of the people that run the pizza places on the boardwalk are from the, North Jersey. And I don't know if it's water. I don't know if it's different. But listen, we got a couple things we have to talk about when it comes to shitty pizza. Number we're one. Not talk, we're not talking Chicago pizza. No, we're just talking New York style pizza. We're talking shitty pizza in New Jersey. First of all, what's tomato pie? Tomato pie is an old school phrase for pizza. It's an old fashioned you know phrase. You know what that reminds me of? What? Like you just have like cherry pie, but instead of cherries, it's fucking tomatoes inside of it. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it would do, and that's what tomato pie sounds to me. And I, I would never go to any place that says like, "Oh, Luigi's tomato pies, old school tomato pie." Fuck you and your tomato pie. I want a pizza. I want a cheese pizza. Well, let me just put it. Let me just, and I agree with you, but from my travels throughout the country and talking to people that don't are not from New Jersey, New York, and maybe uh, maybe parts of uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, 
You can't go to another state and say, I'll have a pie, or I'll have a slice. You can't just say, I'll have a slice, or I'll have a slice of pie, because they're going to think you mean... Pie? Pie, like literal you pie. pie. If you, if you, you say, I'll, can I have a slice of pizza? You walk into any pizza place in New Jersey, New York, whatever, you go, I'll take one slice. Or, hey, let me get uh, two pies, you know, with... Uh, and if you and if you say slight, if you're like, yo, let me get a slice to go on a plate, like that's the thing, like on a plate, like bitch, I ain't eating your establishment. I'm eating that shit right outside on a plate. Yeah, I'm eating it on a plate outside your fucking your store, <laughs> and then I'm throwing it back into your garbage can. And and yeah. if you say, let me get a slice, that automatically means plain. Automatically, you say, can I get a slice with buffalo chicken? You have to spec- if you say I want a slice, that means the cold shit that's been sitting in the display case for which three days. Hot, which is better than the hot shit. The sh- cold shit sitting in the, the the display case for three days that they throw in the oven for a minute. That shit's yeah. fucking delicious. It's the best because I'm gonna get explained. And there's another question. Ryan has a disagreement with me, but I went to a pizzeria yesterday actually, and this is what kind of sparked it. Uh, first, the tomato pie thing. Can we stop it like the tomato, like the bruschetta pizza? Let's stop that. Yeah. Like, I don't want chunks of tomato on my fucking pizza. Number two, I go into this pizzeria. You walk into a pizzeria and it's Bella Pizza. Bella, right? Sounds like an Italian place. Mexican guy behind the counter. It's 11 o'clock. He opens at 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, can I get two, two, two slices to go? He goes, hold on. I have to make it. You open at 11. Why isn't your pizza already made? That's just bad prep. Yeah. But your pizza, you should be there at ten, and your pizza should be made. All of your, your all of your lunch pizzas should be made. All of them. You open. See, you all left that part out when you told me this story. Okay, so he makes the pizza fresh, and fresh pizza blows because this shit is piping hot, and the fucking cheese flies off. It's disgusting. It, it was a mess. If you see a Mexican at a pizza place, you walk the fuck out. See, this where I disagree with that, and. It's only because I'm in the industry, the restaurant industry. I could trust a Mexican to cook any food, and they'll fucking whip that shit up. Just I don't think they can't whip it up, but I think they stick the, to taco. The, the, the flaw in this story is that he didn't have his pizza prepped. You should have gotten the thrown-in-the-oven-for-two-minutes slice that was pre-made yesterday or, like, three hours before they opened. Yeah. And I will say that there are certain toppings that I, I want on pizza, but we, we're getting a little overboard. I don't want a salad pizza. No, I don't want a salad pizza. I don't want a... Okay, I worked in a pizza bar. Yes. Margarita pizza is a... Margarita pizza is essentially a cheese pizza, but it has big chunks of basil on it. I don't want yeah. that shit either. Okay. There's a thing called Grandma's Pizza. It's fucking right. delicious. Sauce on yeah. top, cheese on the bottom. There's Parmesan cheese on top. It's fucking delicious. I've had, you know, you try all the, the, the odd... Penne vodka pizza is good. Penne vodka pizza, buffalo chicken pizza. I've had a tortellini pizza. It was fucking delicious. I had a f- pizza with french fries and cheese drizzle on it. It was fucking delicious. They have one that's a Big Mac pizza by me. Yeah. Pizzas like that are fine. I don't want I don't want a white pizza. I like white pizza. I don't want that. I want the sauce. But Yeah, I mean, it's really just a cheese sandwich at that point, right? Yeah, you're just having a cheese and bread grilled cheese. Yeah, you're having a grilled cheese with garlic. That's what a white pizza is. I want a grilled cheese with mozzarella cheese and, and garlic. And if I want a thick pizza, I'm ordering Sicilian? Yes, Sicilian. I don't, I don't want deep... What's that called? Deep dish? 
Deep dish? No. Fuck you. I want to, if I'm getting a thick pizza, I'm getting Sicilian. I'm not getting Chicago style or fucking deep dish. I'm getting Sicilian. No, I want Sicilian. And, and I, I fine with the regular fucking toppings, pepperoni, mushrooms, you know, veggie, you know, uh, onions, peppers, uh, black olives. All that stuff's good. But can we stop, like, the salad pizza, the fucking broccoli? I don't want shit. I don't want that shit. I don't want you fucking avocado pizza. You know what it is? It's all the fucking people that want to eat pizza but go, but it had broccoli on it, so it's healthy. Yeah. It's I want healthy pizza. It's fucking dough with sauce and cheese. That's all it is. You throw broccoli on it, that means the broccoli is doused in cheese and sauce. But let me ask you a question. Okay. I make a big pot. Okay. Of the red stuff. Sauce. Right. What? I put it on the pizza. What's it called? Sauce. Right. It's not called gravy, right? No, you wonder why? And I'm sorry, all you Sicilian and Southern Italians. My family's from Northern Italy. We call it sauce because sauce is red and goes on pasta and pizza, among other things. And gravy, gravy is brown and goes on meat. meat. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I'm like, oh, well, if they cook the sausage and the meatballs in the meat, then it becomes gravy. Now, go open. Go. I want you to go tomorrow. Everybody who's listening to the show, go to a pizzeria, go to an Italian restaurant. This is your fucking mission, all right? Go there tomorrow for lunch. I don't care if you buy anything. I don't care if you don't buy anything. You know, you don't have to buy something spectacular. You get a slice of pizza, a slice, a but slice. you can go in there. And I want you to look at the menu. And when you go down to where it says pasta, it says spaghetti. And it'll be like spaghetti with clam sauce, spaghetti with tomato sauce, spaghetti with meat. It doesn't say gravy. It says meat sauce. And then it says marinara sauce, not marinara gravy. Go into the supermarket. I fucking dare you. Go into the supermarket and walk down the aisle with all the fucking ragu and the tuna rosa and all the all that stuff and look at the cans and the jars and see tell me where it says tomato gravy. I'll do you one better. Go to a pizza place. Walk in. Tell the 15-year-old behind the counter and he's just doing his job. No fault to him. He may not know better. He might not know what you're talking about. Go back there and say, can I get a, a pie, extra cheese, and then say extra gravy? You know what they're going to do? They're going to make the pie, sauce, cheese, and then they're going to take the brown gravy that goes on their fucking roast beef, and they're going <laughs> to pour that shit on top, and they're going to go, I don't know why this guy wants this. It's fucking weird. Better, better yet, go to a fucking diner and say... Can I get cheese, fries, and gravy and see if you get red sauce or you get brown shit? You get brown shit because that's disco <laughs> fries and that shit's fucking delicious. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, fuck everybody. So, I mean, it has to do with shitty pizza, but there's the shitty... Now, pizza... I'm going to tell you what makes a good pizza. It's got to... Now, I don't want to sound like Dave Portnoy here from Barstool, but he's on point with some things. It needs a thin crust. It needs... It doesn't need a... a, a like doesn't a paper thin crust, but, but it needs that right, it's the right consistency, the right thickness yeah. of the crust. It's got to be about maybe like a quarter of an inch or less. Yes. Okay. Anything more than that, it's too thick. Secondly, it needs to be crunchy. It needs to be crunchy. If you you need to be able to bend the pizza in one bend. Oh and wait, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. Because half the fucking country doesn't know that you're supposed to fold your pizza, your slice. 
You yes. take it, you fold it like you're trying yeah. to fuck it. Your pizza should look like and have the same sort of consistency as if you were holding a paper airplane. Yes. Perfect. You fold, yes. You fold it and that shit is rigid. If it fucking flops, done. Bad pizza. Yeah. It shouldn't flop. It shouldn't be limp dicked. No. You and that shit boner strong, bro. And I'll give it this though. Like I'll I'll the if it if it flops down a little bit, but you continue to fold it, then it stays up. That's still good. Yes, crust cannot be doughy. Crust cannot be doughy, and the the crust the outer crust cannot be more than one inch. Right, and if it's got bubbles, it's the better pizza. Absolutely, that means the cheese is cooked perfectly, and that there's air in it. It's aerated. The dough is, and the cheese is aerated. And the sauce, the sauce oh, can't be too much sauce. Can't be too much sauce, but the sauce has to be seasoned properly. Oregano, garlic, salt, pepper, possibly some parsley. However you make your sauce, those are the ingredients you use. It's got to be seasoned correctly. And the cheese cannot... You need the right percentage, right ratio of cheese, crust, sauce. Yes. Because if you have too much sauce, the cheese will fly off. And it's too, like... It's too floppy then, too. Too floppy, and and it gets uh, soggy. Yes. Too much cheese, and it just ruins the pizza because you're too busy choking on fucking cheese. Yes. It needs to have that perfect. It should be you bite it a little bit of cheese pulls, and then it breaks off. And it should be this. It shouldn't be piping hot like McDonald's coffee, no. but it's obviously not cold. I mean, cold pizza. There's nothing wrong with cold pizza. I'm saying when you first order it, when you take that bite, the sauce under the cheese should not. Burn the top of your mouth. Scald you for life. Yeah. And this is to the delivery drivers. Yeah. Slow God the bless fuck you. Down. Slow the fuck down. If I get my pizza and my the fucking cheese is slid all the way to the one side of the pie, I'm going to be pissed. And the classy pizza places put the little plastic table in the middle. That's right. Because you want to sit, you want to pretend that you have a little, you have a little plastic family that sits there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Bottom line, don't give you shitty pizza. So, if you don't want shitty pizza, don't leave the tri-state area. Yeah, and pizza should not cost more than $2 a slice. If it costs more than $2 a slice, that shit better make me come. Your prostate exam. Yeah, like okay. imme- like immediately, like, one bite. <laughs> and Chicago pizza blows. Anyway... And people from Chicago have no cocks. So anyway, go ahead. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Yes? What was your major when you went to college? Communications. Communications. Okay. You remember what mine was? Uh, history. History, right? I want to be a history teacher. My, mine was also history when I first started. Okay. So we're familiar with somewhat of United States history. I, I would say you and I are pretty familiar with... Me more so U.S. 1 history, and maybe you more so U.S. 2, but we have a firm grasp on the history of the United States. And me being in the United States Army, I have a firm grasp on U.S. military history. Yes. We both live in New Jersey, which was a very big battlefield. And it was an epicenter of the of the, the 13 colonies. Yeah, a very, a very big uh, war took place. In the 1700s, at the at the um, the beginning of this great country of ours, the United States of America, we fought. We were originally controlled by 
the British. We were. And the king of England, right? We came over here, colonized, and we paid lots of taxes. Back without, to, rep without representation. Right. Back to the king. And, uh, you know, we started growing tired of it because we were like, wait, we didn't come here so that we could keep being under their thumb. We wanted to be free. We wanted our own land. We wanted our own country. We want. We don't want to be under a king. We want different freedoms, right? So the British didn't like that very much, and they wanted to keep us under their rule like they did almost all the world at one point. But, you know, stubborn Europeans that we were, we decided we were going to fight the British for independence. So we were no longer under the rule of the king and the royal family. And the monarchy. So we fought. And guess what happened? Uh, let me take a guess. It was a stalemate. No, we won that we war. We won. That's right. We did win that war. That was We were 1-0 at that point. Yes, and we had a, we had a, a commanding general of the, the uh, United States Army. And his the, name was George Washington. I've heard of him. He's the dude on the quarter and the dollar bill. Yes, and, you know, he was part of the, uh, the, the Congress. Do you remember them? The Continental Congress, and if you drive through New Jersey, you see signs that say George Washington slept here. Yeah, and he crossed the Delaware with the whole battle, battle of Princeton, all that stuff, right? And Trenton, battle Trenton, battle Princeton. Great, great story. We won the war. George Washington, who was the commanding general, everyone unanimously voted for him to be the leader of America. You know what they wanted him to be? What did they want him to be? They wanted him to be king of America. And he said, no, we did this so we can be a de democracy... We can the word of the people, and he, being the modest man he is, is the one that started the two terms, which only got enacted into a law after FDR. But he, everybody did it because they were respectful of George Washington. Yeah, George Washington said, "We will not have a monarchy because we want to fight against that. We want to be represented by the people for the people, elected officials. We won't have a ruling class. We'll have elected officials that represent everybody's interests, and we will." have like a congress right house of representatives senate all this stuff came later but he became the president of the united states fast forward all right it was 1776 carry three 75 blah, 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 blah. 240 something years about, 43 right? years 45 years later every fucking newspaper every fucking news organization in America, every talk show is talking about the Queen of England dying. Now, I feel very bad that she died. She was 96 years old. She was going to die. Longest reigning queen ever. Uh, you know, you, you think she really would have got a longer chance at that queenhood. Maybe if she really had more time, she really could have sunk her teeth into being queen. Yeah, I mean, only like 70 years of being a queen. But um, she, she was really getting her feet wet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure she was a lovely woman. I don't know her. I don't know. And, and, and it's said when anybody dies. Right. So let's just get that straight for our listeners. It's said that anybody dies, but I know where you're going with this, and I agree with you. I don't give a fuck about England, and I don't give a fuck about the royal family. We fought a war, a whole war, a very bloody war, 200-something years ago, so we didn't have to give a fuck about them. And guess what? We still give a fuck about them. The country of England, I'm sure, is a wonderful place. I've never been there. I've met British people. They're fantastic. I don't give a fuck about the royal family. I don't give a fuck about William or 
Regal or, or or Jonathan or whatever the fuck those kids' names are. Kate and and Harry and Meghan Markle. Don't give a fuck. I don't Carl. care. You're elitist pricks who've never worked a day in your life. You don't pay taxes. You fucking sit in a castle. You don't even fucking rule the country anymore. Yeah, you don't shit. You you have you a prime shit. minister. You're a fucking democracy country. So why if you're a democracy or a, you're you're a fucking quote unquote monarchy because you have the fucking king, the queen, but you still have a democratic elections. So you're fucking worthless. You're fucking just sitting there going, I live in a castle and I'm gonna go fucking say hello to these people that I used to rule and I never didn't know. Live in the castle. I got the chair. I got the chair. It, it's like yeah, you don't mean shit. You don't mean shit. That, that's like me saying I'm the fucking king of New Jersey. I don't mean I mean I don't have the money, but I don't mean shit. You know, like Dr. Dre said he's a doctor. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a king for title only. Like I okay, I understand the tradition, but it doesn't make any difference because you don't rule anything anymore. You really don't. And and no one gives a fuck. You know what the, know what I liked about the Queen? She had corgis. I thought they were yeah. cool. But now Prince Charles, his side piece just became Queen Consort. She was his his fucking his uh, side chick. Yeah, <laughs> and then he fucking married her, and she became queen. Like, yo ho, stick with me. We'll, I'll be king someday. Seventy years later, <laughs> seventy years later, after my wife died, you're finally the queen. And which also brings up another point: the fucking royal family has no power whatsoever. No. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't give a shit what you say in England. I, I'm not bad mouthing the country as a whole. Because we do have listeners over there, but you're figureheads. You do nothing. So can we just? You're the Kardashian. Yeah, you. The Queen is the fucking Kim Kardashian of England. Can we just cancel out all this fucking knighthood bullshit? Oh, yeah, I'm a sir now because you fucking put a sword over my head. Fuck you, Paul McCartney. Oh, Elton I'm a John. sir, Elton John. You know what? The only the only person I'll say that should be that should be knighted and should be a sir. Patrick Stewart. I'll give him that Who? Oh, Sean, you know what? Sean Connery, Patrick Stewart, you guys get a pass. Paul McCartney? Oh, I'm third Paul McCartney. Fuck you, Beatle. What about the rest of them? All right? You only wrote half the fucking good songs. Yeah, what about Ringo? What about George? What post mortem? What is it? Post most? What do they call it after you're dead? It's posthumously. What about... George Harrison posthumously getting a fucking knighthood, or John Lennon, or Charlie Watts from the Stones. Like, give them a fucking knighthood. What makes Paul McCartney, the guy who wrote half the Beatles songs, not even half, because, you know, George Harrison and Ringo wrote a little bit. Lennon was the fucking talent in that group, you yeah. fucking melted face-looking shithead. Yeah, you know what? You know what else I'm tired of? What? Oh, Harry's not part of the royal family. I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, no, he left there with billion. He only left there with fifty million dollars, and the queen's worth nine billion or ninety billion. Uh, how is he gonna survive on his salary or his his allowance? Oh fuck you, you fucking balding ginger prick. Yeah, and Meghan Markle, fuck her too. She married into the royal family, got upset because they're racist. Oh, wow. What a fucking surprise. The queen who's <laughs> 96 years old and her fucking lackeys are racist against black people. What a fucking shocker that is. Yeah, and they didn't want you... And you were an outside and you were an American on top of it. Did she not learn anything from the Princess Diana fiasco? Yeah, you're lucky you didn't take a fucking limo through a tunnel. 
Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> she, Diana was white and still got hatred. And, and look at you, Meghan Markle. You don't think they're gonna? And this is what they these were quote. They used to call me watermelon. Well, are you so fucking surprised? They're old racist British people. What if she actually walked around with like a red dress with black dots all over it, like all the time? Just to be a bitch or just because she didn't know? Like she really liked that outfit. They were like, just saying like, oh, you look like a watermelon. And she was like, no, no, I don't know what her, I don't know what her her bloody problem is, but she looked like a, a bloody watermelon. She was wearing that red dress with the black dots and the green sequins. I don't understand why she would think that we would call her watermelon for any other reason. Oh, she's black? Oh, well then fuck her because I'm an old racist cunt. I'm surprised my dogs didn't sick her. I trained them to sick them. Maybe she's not dark enough. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I... I didn't watch that fucking After the Crown or the movie about yeah. the queen, but I heard that she was a fucking awful human being too. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 somebody was telling me about it where they said that, you know, she didn't, like, countries that were ravaged by her country, she, like, refused to visit because they were different races, and then she, like, took them years for her to go there, and she's like, oh, hello, I'm waving at you now, and everything's I mean, I cool. I don't know if, if it's, like, I can't speak on it because I don't know the lady, so I can't really say, you know, people have their own, uh, you know, prerogatives when, talk, when you're making a documentary about somebody. Like, it depends on how that person personally feels about them. So, I really can't say either way. I don't know her. I mean, obviously, if there was something that corroborated that from everybody, fine, whatever. I will say, though, I hate the whole, oh, well, you know, the tradition is this, and it, it's uh, it's against the, the royal family's rules to do this. And that's the one thing, and I know you're not a fan of them. But like Trump walked in front of the Queen, and everyone like lost their fucking minds because he just don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was great because it's like, yeah, you're the Queen of England. I really don't give a shit. I mean, it, it just, it just like, you're like, oh my god, he, he uh, went against tradition. What tradition? They don't own us. In the news, every day for the last two weeks after she died, I get breaking news alerts from like all my news sources, and they pop up right away. It's like, oh. The Queen moved, they moved her casket to Buckingham Palace. Today, I think it was today or yesterday, whatever they, they're like, they low, yesterday. Oh, they lowered the Queen's coffin into the, into the, whatever the fuck she's in, vault. Who cares? They're like, oh, they lowered her coffin into vault. Oh, Charles was weepy eyed. It's his mother, of course. Like, why is this breaking news? Is yeah. there a war going on in Ukraine? <laughs> shit. Like, I is mean, there better shit than... I remember last Thursday when she died, I was at work, and it kept saying, family showing up at the, the royal palace because the queen's health is in jeopardy. My boss looks at me and goes, oh, she's been dead for hours. He goes, they never talk about her house. She's been dead. I said, listen, as long... And the Bills were doing the opening night game on Thursday Night Football, and I said, as long as she doesn't die between 8.20 and 11 o'clock, right. I'm fine. And they announced it like three in the afternoon, and I'm like, okay. So, and then I put on NBC, and it was like eight o'clock, and I was like, or whatever channel, ABC, whatever channel the game was on. I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me! They're still talking about the Queen. This game better not be fucking delayed because yeah. of this fucking cunt in over in England dying. The Bills are about to open the NFL season. They, they really made it like it was some sort of shock. Like she was fucking thirty years old. If she was 30 years old and got shot by, like, when Kennedy died, I'm sure, like, that was... If, if, if she was killed by Reggie Jackson in the fucking World Series. Reggie Jackson had the best tweet of all time saying, I told yeah. you I was innocent. 
Yeah, and, and meanwhile, you know, Leslie Nielsen saved her life. Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, the queen was saved by time. Enrico Palazzo. You know why, you know why the queen died? Because Enrico Palazzo's been dead for like 10 years. Yeah, if Enrico Palazzo was alive, so would the queen be. Yeah, he would have gave her CPR. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I guess we don't, we can't blame the queen for dying. We can blame Leslie Nielsen for dying first. Yeah, it's all his fault. But I can't blame Leslie Nielsen for anything because that man's a fucking gem. He's great. He was great. All right, what else? What else we got? Well, let me give him one of mine because you have a couple more. Okay. So you know my feeling about people talking to me in public. You don't like it. Don't like it at all. You don't talk me. to me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm 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 standing online. Ignore me. I I'm not trying. I'm not here for an interaction. I'm here to yeah. have a transaction with the the clerk. You know the uh, person behind the register. Pay my money and I'm leaving. I went right. to the liquor store yesterday because yesterday was Monday night football and the Bills were playing. Okay. And as per tradition, when the Bills are playing, I go to the liquor store and I buy Labatt Blue. I go to the liquor store yesterday. Now the liquor store I go to is a spirits liquor store. There's like seven aisles, but if you go to the seventh aisle, that's where they, if they have a line, that's where it starts, and then you go, I'll help you over here, I'll help you over here. So, standing in line, I got my 12-pack of Labatt Blue, and this fucking sweaty guy who's literally rubbing his stomach. He's not a fat person, he's just rubbing his stomach. He's sweaty? Sweaty guy. He's rubbing his stomach? He's, he, under his shirt, he's got his shirt. Under his oh yeah, under his shirt, rubbing his stomach. And he goes to the sixth aisle, and he start, and then they say, I'll help you over here, and he walks up. And the girl goes, yeah. oh, no, sir, I'm sorry, there's a line. I'm sorry, there's a line. That gentleman's next. He walks right up to my face, like up six inches from my face. He goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a line. And I'm standing there, and he stands three inches from my shoulder and is just staring. Like, I don't know. I didn't look because I didn't want to, like, make eye contact and start a new conversation with him. You see about the peripherals? I can see out of the peripherals, he is literally three inches away from me. So right. I go, wait, the girl's finishing up what she's doing. She's like, oh, come on. I go up, you know, she scans it. I start taking you know, my card out. And as I'm doing that, he gets called up to the line next to me. She, he goes up there and he goes, hey, he gives me the shoulder tap with his arm. Yeah, the shoulder tap with his arm. Sorry about that, man. I didn't mean to try to cut you in line. I go, okay. And... The girl, the girl behind the counter knows me because I'm there every day. She doesn't know my name or whatever, but she knows who I am because I'm there almost like three times a week. And she kind of just like gives me like a like giggle. Yeah. And the guy, I hear the guy order, and he goes, "Hey, do you have a you know whatever? I don't. I'm just gonna name a random vodka." He's like, "Do you have like a, a, a fifth of pop off vodka?" No, we don't carry that. Do you have uh, this kind of vodka? No. So I'm like sitting there putting my credit card in. I'm waiting for it to, to go. Okay, you're good. Put my credit card away, grab my beer, and as I'm walking away, he shoulder taps me again. Really sorry about that, man. I didn't really try. I didn't want to cut you off. Why I are you talking it. to me? I get it. I get it. I get it. You you tried to cut me in line. You could have just given me a head nod. Oh, sorry, bro. And then just stood wow. behind me. Now, I want to get into another part of the story. We're, we're missing a big part. How old was this man? Oh, he was in his 60s. He was 60. About 60. Let's just say he's 60. So I'm assuming that he's been places that have lines for the past 60 years. You would think so. I can't stand for one second when someone goes in front of you and is like, and then you're like, um, hello. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was a line. Have, do you not know how this works yet? There's so many people. You're standing. Why the fuck are we all standing here? Yeah. Like, all the they'll look at you and they'll just go right in front of you. Oh, I didn't know there was a line. So what are we doing? 
Oh, we're just waiting for you to show up so you can go, and then we're going to go after you because we knew you were coming. <laughs> I know how this works. You go anywhere, there's usually a line. Unless there's nobody. If there's a counter and there's people by the counter, that usually indicates that there is a line that has formed. That way you just walk up and, like, oh, oh, my bad. I, I thought you guys were just fucking standing around. If I if I walk up to any counter and, and there's like one or two people or uh, I see an open register, I'm not in the uh, designated line area. The first Excuse thing me, I do, are you, you online? Yeah, you look over and you go, is there is there a line? Should I? Yeah. Oh, you're next. Okay, let me get behind. Oh, okay. Who's who's the last one? Okay, I'm gonna get behind you. Yeah. Because I'm a fucking functional adult that understands how line works. <laughs> You know what? Fucking talk about lines. You've been to amusement parks? Yes. You've been to Disney and or in, in Universal and shit? Yes. Okay. Can you explain something to me? I've been on lines there where you have to wait like an hour. And there's people that go all... They're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And they people just let them go all the way up. And then you see them come back because they wanted to go all the way up to the front to see how long the line was so they could come all the way back. Makes no sense. Why don't you just wait? Just wait. Hey, look, there's a ton of people standing here. The line must be long. Yeah. But, like, you're going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You're walking all the way up to the front of the line for what reason? Because they, they're self-entitled, and they just think that they maybe, maybe somebody will go, oh, I didn't know this guy was in line. I didn't see him a minute ago. Imagine, imagine if they went, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and then they're, like, they're just up at the front, and then someone's like, uh, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know you guys were online. <laughs> oh, the line? Oh, shit. I thought you guys were just fucking looking at the scenery. Even worse than that, to, in my opinion, it, and this is mostly amusement park rides, you're waiting on the line, and the person in front of you may have children. Small right. children. Yes. And the small children are just, you know, they're playing. And, you know, I'm not bad-mouthing the kids for doing kid things. Because they get bored. Yeah, so they're playing, and then the line starts moving. And the parents don't move because they have to get little Billy and, and Wendy uh, out of, you know, come on, kids. No, we're moving up. Come on. I think they should have a five-second window to get their kids moving or we get to skip them. Or not even with the little kids. There's people that just stand there. And yeah. their line goes. And there's, like, a 20-foot gap. And you're like, hello? They're like, oh. Like, bro, I want to go up, forward. It's just like when you're sitting in traffic and the car in front of you doesn't see the car in front of him move forward. It doesn't matter if you're moving 50 feet. I want to move that 50 feet. Yeah, prick. So what what else happened besides that? That's it, right? That's it. He, he just kept talking to me. You should have so, said, you know what? It's not okay. Yeah, you know what? You should have paid for this shit because it yeah, wasn't you okay. Because you, you skipped my me and I was very upset, so you should pay for my stuff. I can get past the shoulder tap. I hate the shoulder tap when somebody wants to talk to me and they have to shoulder tap me. It's like, dude, I can see you. You don't have to yeah. touch me every time you have to say something. I can't get past the fact that he stood three inches from me, next to me, by the way, not even behind me in the line, next to me. Why do you have to... When social distancing came out and they said, yeah. stay six feet apart, that was the happiest day of my life. I would have whispered to you. If he whispered, sorry. What if he whispered right into your mouth? In my mouth? Like you went like this. I'm sorry for cutting you. Turned his head to the side. I don't think I would ever <laughs> let a human being get that close to me unless they were about sorry for you getting that close. <laughs> I hope you don't mind me whispering in your mouth. 
I want you to feel my words. <laughs> I probably would have just put my beer down and just been like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go. I'll stay sober tonight. I want you to feel my words on your insides. Oh, God, it worked. I feel his words. Whispered into your butthole. That would have been a little uh, more what erotic. What if he gave you a good game? What if he what? He gave you a good game. What do you, like a pat on the ass good game? Like he was like, he's like, hey, bro, sorry for uh, cutting your line. You're like, eh, that's cool. And he's like, good game. <laughs> I would have played into it. I would have been like, can you do that again, but a little harder? And stick and, your finger in my butt? Yeah, and this time try to aim for the butthole. I would have I I fucking went so full gay. Just to mess with him. You gave me like, oh hey guys, oh my god Ryan, I can't believe I saw you at the liquor store. I like it. I call it the Lickin store. That was you, Justine, wasn't it? Oh yes. You didn't see me try to whisper in your mouth. I saw you three inches from my face. No, didn't that really was... recognize you. Oh, you're lucky it was only three inches. What what kind of vodka did you end up getting, by the way? Suck off. I've heard of Smirnoff. No, Suck Off is a special potato-infused vodka, triple distilled through the underpants of a Russian oligarch. Oh, Russian oligarch. Yes. What about Smirnoff, though? Do you drink Smirnoff? Because I know you have to smear cum off your face. I I smear it off all the time. You know what's crazy? What's so crazy is that I had to buy those glasses with the windshield wipers. Because they told me that you can get STDs through your eyeballs now. You know, um, you got to be careful. Because I heard, I heard and read somewhere that uh, monkeypox can be sexually transmitted. So I, I don't want. I, I'm looking out for your safety, Justine. Uh, I don't want you to get monkeypox. Oh, been there, done that, sweetheart. You know what I do? I have I spread all those monkeypox on my my booty, and I call them speed bumps. You fuck monkeys, don't you? I plead the fifth. Yes or no? Have yeah. you ever, uh, have, oh, you yeah. ever have you ever had yeah. have you ever had sex with a monkey? A monkey or a gorilla? Something from that same family. Well, you know, chimpanzees don't have tails, and neither do gorillas. But those lemur fellows, they can reach around with those those long tails. You know, you know what I mean? So you fuck lemurs? I do. Should we blame you for this monkeypox epidemic? They used to call Justin Pox. Justine Pox. It used to be called Justine Pox. It used to be called Justine Pox, and then I sued them for copyrights infringements. And I said, you can't market me like I'm just giving people diseases. That's not right. But you are just giving people diseases. Yeah, but willingly. So you only fuck the... You only infect the willing. Oh, yeah. I don't like non-consensual unless they, you know, like, if they can't speak, they can't say no. No argument here. Yeah, so like a man can't a man can't speak, a man can fuck. Is that the is that the quicksilver method you use? That's the dick silver method. <laughs> Little throwback to last week's episode. Okay, so anyway, um, it was nice talking to you again. I'm gonna be over a little bit to lick on those balls. Toodles. Vinny, you know Justine was just here again. Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta check under all my furniture because this shit's getting creepy. Yeah, because every time you get up to go to the bathroom or something, she just fucking appears. What's crazy about it, too, is every time you say she's here, I never find her. But the next day, I wake up, and my fucking ass hurts. And it's bleeding. Weird. So, anyway, God. So, uh, you had self-car wash. 
You ever been to a self car wash? You ever seen them? You've seen what I'm talking about, right? I pass by one. It's right across from you from the liquor store every day. So, self car wash. I don't see a point. I'm paying someone to use a hose. The only thing I could see is if you live in an apartment complex. But then at that point, just pay for them to do the automatic car wash. It's about the same price. Yeah, and I'm going to get out to wash my own car for what reason? Hey, right, this brings me to a video that I watched. It was a guy in a self-car wash, and two people came up to rob him. Which is pretty smart, because they came up with his guns, and they're, like, trying to rob him. And I guess he had his disabled veteran brother in the car, too. So the guy's washing the car, he's got a dash cam on, and he takes the water hose and starts spraying the guys <laughs> to have him at gunpoint, and they fucking ran away. Yeah. But why would you be there in the first place? You could have been at your house washing your car. And it's in the middle of the night. Who's washing their car in the middle of the fucking night unless you committed a murder? Nobody. I'd be like, oh, I think I'm going to wash my car at 8 o'clock at night. No, unless I had a bloody mess, which I'd have to wash the inside of my car. Unless I just ran over seven children. Or a deer. Or a deer. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck the deer. Uh, so, yeah, I don't see a point. Just go to... First of all, automatic car washes are cooler because you get to wash... Like, if you... There's the ones where you sit in the car, which I is I love cool. those. Yeah. And then there's the ones where you got, like, you sit by the window... And you're literally, like, walking, like, two steps at a time. Uh, those are the most car. awkward because <laughs> I, I will follow my car. Oh, like, it, okay. like, this is how this is how simple human beings are. <laughs> like, now, it doesn't matter how old you are because you know the process already, what's going to happen. So you go up, you pay at the register, and you can just wait at the end. No, you walk all the way back to the beginning to wash, watch your car, which is an inanimate object, get washed all the way through, and you're taking little side steps. Like, and then you get to that one person that's like on the phone, that's yeah. kind of watching their car, but they haven't paid attention to the fact that it's past them. It's so you like gotta walk car. around them. It's like your car's up there. Yeah, move, move. It, you know when it like stops sometimes, and you're like, like, oh, okay, they have to wait for them to finish wa like drying off this one car, and then the other car has to come out, and then it stops. And they, but the, my favorite part is the big floppy like. Uh, oh, it's the it's the, the strips of cloth that the big yeah. floppy thing and it gets it all soppy and I just sit there rubbing my belly button going oh yeah. I, I like the ones that come down the spinning things and they go up on the hood and then I like the when the heat comes to dry it off and you see the little beads go oh yeah it goes because you hear <laughs> oh you like that shit oh yeah and the people next to me go oh my god he's really into this now what's crazy is uh the part that I hate. Uh, about car washes is when it's, it's a couple things, and I think this happened on a Seinfeld episode. But like, you have that dollar to put in the the tip jar, the tip barrel that they have at the ends, and you're sitting there with that dollar folded up, and you want everyone to make sure that they know that you have a dollar that you're going to tip the Mexican. You class. you want them to like make eye contact, like, hey, I'm I'm giving you the dollar because I'll always give them the dollar. Yeah, but what's fucked up is there's ten of them, so they're all getting ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they're chamois cloths. They're sitting there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to give you a dollar. And then they always don't look. No. They're like, run your car. Now, the worst part about it is, A, if they don't paint the little armor all shit on your tires. Because you have to have that. Yeah. But then when you get in your car, and everything's slippery. And they adjust your seat. Yeah, they adjust your seat all the way back. And then when you're slipping, you're like, your foot on the pedal sli sliding. Oh, it's the worst. And you know what's even more awkward is when they're wiping it. You put the dollar in thing and they see it, but they never put the dollar thing next to where they're wiping it. It's always no, when you first the parking lot. Yeah, so you put the dollar in and then you're like, okay, there's my car. I, I want to be next to it, 
when they're done. So you're standing there wipe, wash, watching them wipe it, not because you're trying to like judge how they're doing, just because you're like, okay, as soon as they're done, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But they 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 look over at you and they're like, are they? Is he judging me? Like, did I or the barrel or like? I'm just, always the one guy that's left. It's like all the three other guys bounce to the next car, and there's always the one more guy sitting there going like. And it's always the guy that's in your back seat that you don't see at first that pops up on the back window and starts wiping it. (laughs) And he's like the last one. He's wiping the inside of the doors. He's like, here you go. I can't do Spanish accent. Here you go. And you're like, thank you. I I, I, I see. And I I put a dollar in the peso in the the bucket thing. And he's like, oh, I'll see. And then you come back the next time, and they're like, this fucking guy's back again. This fucking piece of shit. Let's just miss a couple spots. Let's scratch his car. Or they shut your radio off. Shut the radio off, but your seat gets pushed back. Mine gets pushed forward. Or when you go in, and then they like get in the car so they can pull up to that spot. Because sometimes you got to park. And then they, instead of getting right onto the, the conveyor belt. So you go and you get out of the car. You're, they're in the car for like 10 seconds and they change that shit to like 97.9. It's like, da, 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 da. I'm like, yo. Don't, don't touch doing? anything. Hey, don't touch anything. I'm taking my dollar back out of that black barrel. Who's the guy who does all the laundry? Oh, the. the they Towels. send that to the Asian people. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't believe in the self car wash. I think it's ridiculous. I'm not paying you. So I could wash my own car. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm no. definitely doing it at night. And I feel like everyone washes their car at night in those things. If you're washing your car in a self-car wash at night, you have committed a crime. Yeah. And you deserve to get robbed. Yeah. End of so, story. Fuck you. Fuck you. Buy a hose. Buy a hose. And if you live in an apartment building, buy a really long hose. I've got one better. If you live in an apartment building, set your car on fire. Call the fire department. They will spray your car. When they show up, put soap all over your car. They will spray your car down with water, and your car will be washed. And you know what? That burning smell, it's just it's extra. It's a, you can get that uh, air freshener. Yeah, exactly. Just light your car. Just light the outside of the car on fire. Yeah, you know, don't set the light inside fire, of the car. Light the, the front of the car. Like, light something on fire on the hood of your car every time. And then guess what? Free car wash. Every time. Why, why did we think of this before? Well, you know what? I'm going to do that tomorrow. Nice. Can't wait. Because my car could use a paint job. Yeah, I could use a car wash. So what's so that? I, I know you got one more. I got one more. So, as everyone's familiar with, and I, I literally think our female listenership has gone down to like 1%. I, I'm a single person. You? Right? Yes. Okay. I'm on, I'm on dating sites, much yeah. like other single human beings. But... I matched with somebody on, on Tinder. I've talked about Tinder. If you swipe left too much, a guy pops up. And it's like, nah. Like, are you sure? You don't want this guy? But... You, you, did, you never dated the dude? No. So, yeah. I'm swiping right the other day, and I, I matched with somebody. Okay. Guy? No, girl. Girl. Actual girl. And, you, oh. you know, it, it's funny, because you like, you, you know, you look at them, there's some of them pop up, and you go, it says... I always look at where they live because I, you know, I don't want to travel two hours to go hang out with somebody. And sometimes they'll say like, "This person's," yeah, but it'll say like, "This person's twelve thousand miles away from me." It's like, why did they pop up? So swipe with somebody, live town over, start talking to, hey, how you doing? I'm Ryan. Blah blah blah. Back and forth, back and forth, couple days, right? I said, hey, uh, why don't we go out one night and grab a drink? I don't know you yet. Well, why do you think I want to buy you a drink to get to know you? Well, can't we talk on here? What's or what's wrong with talking on here? I said, well, 
I'm old school. Now this person's about my age, right? Right. I said, I'm old school. I like to do things pre-online dating, meet somebody at a public place. I'm not asking her to meet me in my fucking garage. I'm saying, let's go out to a bar, have a cocktail. I'm not not picking you up. Yeah, I'm not. Love yourself. Yeah, you meet me there. You drive yourself. I drive myself. We talk. We have a couple drinks. If we connect, we do it again. Well, I don't want to. I don't just meet people I don't know. How the fuck did people meet before online dating then, you dumb fucking twat? What's the gauge of how well you will know somebody? How many times do you have to talk to them before you know that you know them? You don't know them. You don't know them. Like, I will be honest with you. Even if I was dating somebody or with somebody for years, you don't even know them. Yeah. Completely. But, you know? that, but that's the point. Like, at what point do you say, like... Oh, I don't know you yet. Well, why the fuck do you think I want to meet you? I want to get to I want to get to know you. Because I'm not a texter. I'm not a sit there and, what's your favorite movie? Mine is this. Oh, you like that one too. Uh, Then you wait two days for the response. Oh, you like that movie? I like that movie too. What's your favorite band? Two days later. Oh, I like that band. How about a conversation in person? Okay. What did people do before online dating? You fucking went up to somebody, you hit on them, maybe you talked to them, and then you got you went out on for drinks and you had what about blind dates? Nobody was on blind dates anymore? <laughs> you didn't know nobody knew each other then. Nobody knew each other at blind dates, they just fucking showed up at a restaurant, I'll be wearing a red tie. Oh, there's the guy with the oh, red I'm tie. Blind. <laughs> <laughs> it just ma- it makes no sense to me. Just I get it. Like if I said I'm going to pick you up and bring you back to my house, and then we're going to get to know each other. Yeah, okay, red flag. But if I'm saying there's a bar halfway between your house and my house, let's meet there and talk over a cocktail, what's the problem? You don't know me. No shit. That's why we're on these sites. So what was the end result? Oh, I fucking stopped talking to her. That's it? Yeah. You were like, no. I literally said, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just like to do things old school where you meet somebody and get to know them in person as opposed to texting, which is very impersonal. I figured talking in person was more of a better was a better way of getting to know somebody. Well, good luck trying to find somebody who'll do that. Oh, she gave you the good luck, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Good luck, Chuck. And I was just like, um, all right, well. Yeah, fuck you. I'm, I'm not going to say you're lost because it's probably not. I mean, look at me. But I, I know, but I, I, I find it, I, and we've talked about this before, I find it so funny how extremely picky people that are on dating site and i'm not saying that it's like a desperate thing you know obviously i met my my spouse on dating site and it's not that it's it's a convenience obviously to be on a dating site it makes it easier it makes it less awkward because people are very bad at person-to-person communication but just people are on a dating site for a reason because they want to find somebody they want to find somebody it's not like oh i'm good with not being with somebody no you want to find somebody yeah you're like, oh, you have to be over six feet tall and work out and like dogs and be this and be like, but don't don't you want to get to know me? No, it doesn't matter as long as you're those things. Okay, but then I can be a complete douchebag. I have talked to feet. I'm I've shaved my head. I have a beard. I'm tattooed. I've literally seen profiles where it says I love playing video games, which I love to do. You know, horror movies. Love tattoos beards 
don't care, you know, bald heads are sexy, like, whatever. I'm not saying that, you know, but, like, I've seen profiles, this is true, I've seen profiles that said, I play video games, I love horror movies, like guys with tattoos, beards, and bald heads. Well, holy shit, that's describing me. And I'll message them and go, hey, how you doing? No response. And a lot of these dating sites now, you can only message them once until they respond. Which is fine. Yeah. I respect that. You don't want guys harassing girls. But then I finally get a response. Not interested. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. You're on this site. I'm literally exactly the kind of guy you're describing. I get maybe if you're not physically attracted to me, but you're describing a bald, bearded, tattooed guy who also likes horror movies and video games. What else are you looking for? <laughs> huge dick. Well, if they said huge dick, then I'm out. Yeah, cross that one off the list. It's just like, I love when it's like, oh, you're not interested or, oh, not, not my type. How do you know? How do you know? I'm not your yeah. type. You don't know that. You don't even know nothing about me. Oh, just no. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I've had girls say to me on these sites, oh, you work in a bar. You must meet women all the time. No, I go to work to make money. Yeah. I don't go to work to meet women because the women don't pay my bills at the moment. So I go to work to make money. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't trust that you would be loyal. This is an actual conversation. I can't trust that you'd be loyal because you work at a bar. And I've said to them, in 15 years of working at a bar, I maybe have gone home with two, maybe three girls. That's not a good ratio of me being successful. If I was a baseball player, and I, if I was playing for 15 years and I've gotten three hits... I don't think I'm getting signed next year. No, probably not. Or the, uh, like, well, how can I be sure that you're faithful? I'm sorry, what do you do? Oh, I'm a stripper. <laughs> yes, I'm a stripper. I grind my cunt on fucking guys' dicks all day. But I'm totally loyal to my boyfriend. Are you? <laughs> oh, God. You know what else cracks me up? Like, I see people, like, that are, uh, like, females that are on, uh, Snapchat or, like, Instagram or something. And every week they're getting, and they're being attractive. And every week they have a video of them getting a tattoo. Yeah. Guess what? I know you're not paying for those tattoos. No, you're not at all. Because tattoos are fucking expensive. That's why I haven't gotten one in two years because they're fucking expensive. So guess who's blowing the tattoo artist? If you're getting a tattoo, I'm sorry, females, unless you're fucking balling, person happens to be like a dental hygienist. You're making decent money, but you're not making a fucking killing. You're not fucking getting those tattoos because you made the money. No. Like, you're blowing the dude. <laughs> I want a tattoo. I'll suck your dick. Here you go. Sold. <laughs> I want a tattoo. I would tattoo a portrait of her sucking my dick on her body. Yep. <laughs> Even worse than that is the ones that on Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever, and they'll post a story or picture of themselves where they, you know, they're all done up in makeup. And they're wearing some revealing clothing, and they go, Ugh, feeling gross today. Don't know if I'm going to leave the house. It's like, well, you put on this fucking makeup and this fucking slutty outfit, so obviously you're out searching for dick tonight. Or the ones that's like, men don't like me because, and they're fucking a bombshell. It's like, I'm 35. I'm like, really? Really? They don't like you because you're 35? (laughs) I mean... There's, there's that old saying where it's, you know, every hot girl you've ever seen, there's always somebody that's tired of fucking them. True. Which is probably too, true. 
But uh, I'd like to be that guy that's tired of fucking them. <laughs> what else do we have? Well, your last thing that you sent me today was uh, you just said, write this down, and you said, Down Syndrome TV. Okay, well, I don't want to say Down Syndrome, but I have a problem, and it's not me lately, but we have this problem with the podcast, too, like once or twice a week. I'll be sitting there going to watch TV, and my TV starts acting like it's got fucking special needs. Like, you press a button, and it's like, ooh! (laughs) It just fucking pauses. It doesn't do anything. It just sits there, and then, like, you're pressing the button, and then 10 minutes later, it goes, Click, 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 and it fucking does all the things that you just did. Like, what, what's the problem? What is it doing? It's my war against machines, still. But, you know, like, you have the pause in, in your... Uh, I get you know, signal interruptions, like, once or twice a night, yes. But for what reason? Because my com- internet and Wi-Fi is uh, mentally handicapped? Okay, but why on my television, like, I was on Netflix, and I go and I click thing, and it's just like... It starts as like, like, what it's doing, and then it goes to black screen. So then I'm like, all right, back, and then like nothing, and I press home, and then I press back, and nothing happens, and then it goes back to the part where like I like it's it's okay, and I'm like okay, but then it's like, oh wait, I forgot, he pressed seven thousand buttons in the meantime. Like you couldn't remember that I did that the first time, but now you're gonna catch up, and then you went back to all these fucking screens, and now I'm I'm completely pissed. And then you have to like. Then it goes back to the home, and then it goes back to the main screen, and then you have to go, fuck, now I have to go back and search the show. Yeah. Get back to that episode, find the time that I watched up to, because I don't want to see the same shit I just watched. It worse, if you're watching something on demand on, like, like Sling, if you exit out of that, you can't go back to, you, you can't fast forward. Oh. So, like, certain shit, like, uh, say, like, I watched 60 Days In. If you exit out of watching 60 Days In, like, on DVR... If you go back in, it starts at the beginning and won't let you go back to where you left off. Oh, fuck that. It won't let you fast forward. Oh, nah. so, so fucking... I was like, oh, I guess I'm not watching this episode. You can skip episodes, though, right? Yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, like, imagine being, like, 45 minutes in, and then you can't watch the last 10 minutes because you're... You hit the wrong button or your your TV starts acting like an asshole, and now you have to start over. Who's doing that? Not me. No, who's doing that? That guy next to you at the fucking store. The tap sheet. Yeah, he's, he's like... Oh, I got time. I right, bought my my fucking vodka. I'm just gonna sit here and rewatch this episode of fucking Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> uh, Laskin Gold Rush. That's a whole another free floating hostility. Those fucking shows. Yeah, and there's the shows that I do like, and the show. Well, we'll say that for next week. But the shows I do like, and there's other shows that you're like, why is this even happening right now? And it's the same episode. Always. But, wait, I want to explain something. Can I go? Can I keep going? Go ahead. We need to make a show. Make a show. Ready? We're right. going to make a show. We're making a show right now. Here today. Right now. Paranormal cryptid show. Okay. Paranormal show and then cryptid find. Do you know what cryptids are? No. So like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. okay. All that shit. Yeti, Chupacabra. You know why? There's a show, Finding Bigfoot. You mean the show where they never find Bigfoot, but they always think they found Bigfoot? Oh, look, we found a giant turd. Maybe this is Bigfoot. No, it's not Bigfoot. Never found Bigfoot. Not fucking once. Oh, look, it's hair. Oh, let's go and get it examined. Nope, not Bigfoot. Do you know what it is? Nope. Could be Bigfoot. It's not. Ghost hunting. Now, I do believe in ghosts. I do. But we could literally just go to your house and sit there with fucking night vision on and talk to the wall and have a successful show. And then every once in a while, one of us has to go, Did you hear that? I'm like, yeah. 
I heard that. Did you hear? Fuck. <laughs> dude, oh, oh, dude, 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 did you see the wall just move? You didn't see, oh, the wall just moved. Did you get, the, did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get it? You wait, didn't get it? Wait, oh, wait, dude, wait. the wall just moved. Wait, you feel that? It's really cold right here. It's super cold right here. Uh, Vinny, you're standing under the air conditioning vent. It's cold here, though. Like, it's cold still. Yeah, but if you walk away from that, the air the air conditioning vent's right no, above you. Here, it's not cold. Like, here, it's freezing. Yeah, well, the air conditioning vent is right above you. But it's not cold here. Because there's no air conditioning vent over there. You see that? No, I, what, what? See what? You heard that? Oh, what? Oh, I'm no, so no. afraid. Let's get out of here. Let's go. It's so dark. It's so dark. And then they go, they, they recap, they're like, okay, so we were in the most haunted mansion in, you know, North Jersey, and I don't know if you saw the shit we were dealing with, but that shit was crazy. It was freezing. <laughs> it was freezing, and I kept seeing stuff happen, but we never got it on tape. I just saw it. So next week, we're going to go to uh, Vinny's basement, and we're just going to watch his uh, Punisher poster that he's got behind him, and we're just going to keep looking at it until the eyes blink. You saw that? I didn't see what? The eyes blink. Oh, oh, dude, dude, did the eyes blink? It did. Oh, dude, I hope you got that on tape. Oh God. All right. Oh God. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? I feel a presence. Oh, uh, that's that's uh, you, you shit yourself. Oh, I I did. Do you smell that? You smell that? <laughs> you smell that? Shit. Uh. So anyway. Um. Wow. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, that kind of segues perfectly into the movie we're going to review tonight. Which is what? The 1996 horror classic from Wes Craven, Scream. Ah, one of my favorites. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good movie, but there's a lot of, like, what the fuck movies, parts in it. A lot of flaws? A lot of flaws? I don't know if I want to say a lot of flaws, because I love Wes Craven. Nightmare on Elm Street's one of my favorite movies. There's a lot of flaws in his movies. No, there's you know we could do a whole episode of Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's one of my Wish favorite movies. Wishmaster, Wishmaster, uh, was it? People under the stairs, yeah. You know, but this movie, um, I watched it recently. I, I I watched a bunch of clips today to kind of like refresh myself. And my first question: Where's Woodsboro? I don't know where Woodsboro is. I think it's supposed to be California. Probably California. Most of these movies take place in California anyway, unless it's Springwood, but you never actually know what state Springwood is in. Can I can I ask the first question that I would ask? Sure. How come Drew Barrymore looks hot in this movie and every other movie and other movies she looks fucking awful? She looks good in Fifty First Dates and in and Wedding Singer. Yes. The Wedding Singer is my favorite. Scream, she looks good. Fifty First Dates, she looks good. But the other movie, like Home Fries... Yeah, she, well, yeah, she's never, never been kissed. But I, you know what? Drew Barrymore is an American icon. I love her to death. But Drew Barrymore answers the phone. It's obviously a uh, crank caller, as they say. Yes. Asking her about scary movies, being real creepy. She's in a house by herself, waiting for her boyfriend to show up. But she's obviously a whore. She's obviously a whore. Because she's letting him talk to her. He's like, oh, oh who wants to know who I am? Who wants yeah. to know? Uh, you, you like scary movies? Why do you want to know that he like scary movies? <laughs> and then you know he's he's asking her all these questions and he's like pop quiz or whatever that's speed or whatever. He's like, who is the killer in Friday the Thirteenth? She goes, I know this one, motherfucker. I've seen that movie two hundred times. Well, well, they say, well, they say that her boyfriend's outside, taped up. No, she sees that her boyfriend's outside, taped up at one yeah. point. So that's why he's like, 
he lives if you answer these questions right. Yes, but she doesn't see it's t- taped up yet. Yeah, she does. Does she? Okay, I'm thinking for, fast forward when he's actually gutted. No, she says, yeah, that's, I mean, she. he asks him the questions first. She's like, uh, we're going to ask you questions or Steve gets fucking killed. And then he gets gutted and she's, he's like, one more question. No, he says it. No, he says if Steve gets it and then she goes, one more question. Who's the killer on Friday 13th? She's like, and then she says it and then he's like, that's the wrong answer. Gut Steve. But she also says, I've seen that movie 200 times. I know the answer to this one. Well, if you've seen Friday the 13th 200 times, you should know Mrs. Voorhees is the killer in that movie. We did, that's we what, covered this movie. And that's what he said. Yeah. Then you should know that Mrs. Voorhees was the original killer. But she then, doesn't. And then she runs around the house locking 75 doors. <laughs> first of all, first of all, motherfucker, I don't know about you, but this was 1996, okay? I was 15 years old. How did you make popcorn in 96? Microwave? I was still making that shit in the microwave. I wasn't using the Jiffy Pop fucking stovetop shit. Nobody uses that. Nobody used that shit. That's start a fire, which it did. Starts a fire? And, and you know burns. what? It burns. That takes like 10 minutes. Guess what? Popcorn button on my microwave in 1996? Two minutes and 45 seconds. That's it. It's a done deal. All you need. So the first thing that is wrong with the movie is she bought the wrong fucking popcorn. That is, that's the problem because you know what? Two minutes and 45 seconds, she could be eating that popcorn and just phone rings. She goes, uh, no, I'm not going to answer. But by the way, you know what was a real thing in 1996? Caller ID. Most phones had caller ID in 1996. Star 6, 7. Star 6, 9. Star 6, oh. 7 was when you blocked your phone number. Yeah, Star 6, 9 <sighs> called the number back. It gave, tell, you gave you the number. It used to originally call it right back. Then it started giving you the number. Also, also, this whole beginning plot, let's just say she doesn't have call ID, so we're going to assume she doesn't have call waiting. Yes. Okay. What if she was on the phone with one of her girlfriends? Is the guy who's going to keep going, goddamn busy again, hangs up. What the fuck? Click. This fucking cunt. I'm going to sit out outside her house for 20 minutes, and it's still busy. Then... What if she fucking... You're relying on the fact she's going to pick up the phone. Yes. Your whole so plan relies on her answering the phone. What if she disconnect the phone? What if she's taking a shit and she doesn't take the cord of the phone in the bathroom with her? I mean, I guess he's seeing her. Okay, so they go and apparently Steve is going to go to the house. They kidnap Steve and they fucking tape him to a chair and put him on the patio. Well, at this point, it's still he. Because you don't know it's who yeah, he, it is. He. So, all right. I have no problem. So then they go and they're breaking into the house. And they're chasing her around. And they're fucking. There's fire alarms going off, and she lives out in the middle of nowhere. And did she call the cops? She calls the cops, but then at one point, there's a, a car passes by, and instead of like running towards the car, she stops and starts screaming towards the car. But the car doesn't hear her, so she doesn't like go. Let me just run towards this car that's fifty feet away. I'm just gonna stop and start screaming, and then Ghostface gets her. And he stabs her, and then she's on the phone. When her, she's on the phone and he kills her, and then her parents come home and they see like the fucking house is not on fire, but there's smoke everywhere, and they're like, "Oh my god, where's Casey?" And they find they go to pick up the phone to call nine one one, and they hear her on the other side, laboring. Ah, ah, ah. They're like, "Casey, Casey, is that you?" How would they know that was her? First of all, yeah. But anyway, okay, Casey's that you? So they're like, "Oh my god, it's Casey," and he's dragging her. By the time they go outside, she's strung up in a tree and her fucking guts out. Who does it that quickly? 
and nobody sees him. Nobody. Nobody. And and who if they pick up the phone and the person on the other side of the phone has hung up, eventually the old school phones, the landlines, it would go. Yes. So somebody's still on the other end of the phone that's not talking. That just Casey. Well, obviously you're on the phone with somebody, so let's not hang the phone up because it's not doing the noise. So. We got to figure out, like, we got to hang up and star six nine this shit. And she was running towards. She saw her parents turning up the driveway, and she's running, and she didn't scream. No, she just ran towards him. Like, wouldn't you scream bloody murder? You're being chased by a fucking psychopath. And she says to the guy, "Oh, I'm gonna call the cops." He goes, "They'll never make it here in time." Then she goes, "My boyfriend's coming." Like he's gonna go, "Oh, oh, oh, never mind." He's big, and he plays football, and he's gonna kick the shit out of you. Say, oh, your boyfriend's name doesn't have to be Steve, does it? <laughs> they have cell phones. The killers do, yes. So they're calling the landlines. Yes. So they're like, all right, I'm going to call her landline and not... She doesn't have a cell phone. No. They're going to call her landline. And me, I know when my landline would ring, I would just let that shit go to the answer machine. Always. Like, four rings, answer machine. Like, fuck, this bitch is not picking up. It's the answer machine again. I feel like it was like... Hi, this is the Beckers. Leave a message. Call back. Hey, uh, I'm just wondering if you like scary movies. Uh, if if you do, call me back. <laughs> call me back at this number. Um, two hundred one. Uh, oh, fuck no, I don't want to give my phone number out. Uh, I'll try again in a couple minutes. And I don't know if you remember what cell phone service was like in 1996. There was like seven cell towers in the whole country. Did, wait. And they're in the middle of the woods. Okay. Wait, this guy is Ghostface. He's dressed as Ghostface, right? Yes. I'm not a cop there. No. But if I was, <laughs> if I was, and someone, we didn't get to the point where someone could identify those Ghostface. This could be the next person. But if I was a cop there, I would go to the first costume shop because there wasn't Amazon, and I'd be like, hi, who bought the Ghostface costume? Hey, do you guys have any Ghostface costumes in stock? You don't. Oh, you oh, you only had two, and you sold. Who bought them? Who bought? Oh, it was Billy and uh, and Stu. Okay, uh, case dismissed. We solved this crime, and the next the next day after they're she's cool. they're at school, and they're discussing her death, and and Stu's played by um uh, uh Matthew, Matthew, Lillard. Matthew Lillard is Lillard. is still dating uh, Rose McGowan. And Rose McGowan goes, he was with me all night last night. Which means Billy is the only one at Drew Barrymore's house. Yes. Which means Billy, by himself, called her. Tied up Steve. Tied up Steve. Gutted Steve. <laughs> called broke her. Into the ha- broke into the house. Waited for her to go to the window. Turned around. Broke through the window. Didn't cut himself when he broke through the window. Or t- tear his cheap... Halloween spirit store, you know, spirit of Halloween costume or party store costume. Ran her down. Ran her down, killed her, then hung her from a tree and then escaped. Oh, can we go back? You're getting attacked. And this happens in a lot of movies. You are on the phone. Yes. You're being attacked by a psycho killer. Are you going to hold on to the phone the entire time? No. I'm going to throw the fucking phone or use it as a weapon. Well, she does hit him once when he's at the window. What? But she- she holds on to this phone. She's getting stabbed. She gets stabbed <laughs> in the chest more than once. 
and is getting dragged, holding onto the phone. A cordless phone. A cordless phone, which, the cordless phone, you would not be able to hear shit that far outside the house. No, she was way out in the woods. You couldn't hear anything. And he's dragging her. Remember, she finally, she, like, goes and grabs his mask to see who it was. And she, she doesn't say nothing. But So it was Billy. That had to be Billy. It had to be Billy if Stu was fucking Rose McGowan the whole night. The whole night. Yes. Imagine he's fucking her with, like, the ghost face mask on. He's like, <laughs> Imagine oh. he's on the phone. Imagine he was on the phone with, like, Drew Barrymore the entire time. He's like, hey, you like scary movies? Uh, who was the killer <laughs> Friday the 13th? And Rose McGowan's like, this is the weirdest, like, dirty talk you've ever done. What? Can you hang up the phone, the cellular telephone that you have? That, you know, only seven people in 1996 actually own at this point? All right. So we're talking about it, and then you got... So you got Sydney, Stu, Billy... Billy, who's uh, uh, Wish.com Johnny, Johnny Depp. Yes, Billy and Randy. And, and Jamie. Jamie. No, uh, Jamie, Jamie, what, what is Jamie, uh, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy's name? Is it Randy? Oh, Randy. Okay. So it's five of them. And then they're to make a joke, like, ah, leave her alone, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like all insensitive. Like, you're, one of your good friends, I guess, died, and you're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, well, let's just go back to school. So what's what's the next thing that happens is that Sydney is going to go out with, oh, when this happens, Gail Prescott shows up. The, the, the press shows up because obviously they want to find out the story and Gail Prescott... Yeah, Sydney's mother was killed years ago in the same town. By Cotton Weary. What they think is Cotton Weary, yes. They think it's Cotton Weary. He kills her and Sydney punches her in the face and is okay. like, fuck you, bitch. Like, leave my mother out of this. That's later. Is that later? Yeah, that's after she gets attacked and everything. The first thing is like, because she's like... uh yeah, because this was outside the police station. She punches her. But she's like, oh, what do you want, Gail? She's like, oh, I just want stories. She's like, blah, blah, blah. So then she leaves, and they're like, all right. So then Sydney goes home, and Rose McGowan's on the phone. With she's like, oh, I'll pick you up later. Now, Sydney lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. And then she falls asleep and wakes up to a phone call and thinks it's automatically Rose McGowan. And she's like, oh, you know. And she's like, this isn't Cunface. I don't know what the fuck. It's me Tatum. Tatum. And this is before Rose McGowan was was ugly. This is when she was actually hot. And uh, she's like, oh, Tatum. And she's like, oh, this isn't Tatum. Uh, what's your favorite scary movie? She's like, oh, who's this? And then so Ghostface is now calling Sydney, and he knows she's alone and all this shit. So what do you think she does? She thinks it's a joke. Now, your friends were just massacred. Your mother has been a victim of a murder, and you're getting a phone call of this person acting all creepy, and you're like, Oh, Randy, haha, stop and, being silly. And they, they go, I'm on your front porch. She goes, I'm going to call your bluff. And she, so she goes out on the front porch. Right there, movie over. Yeah. Because but I'm the killer. I'm just going to fucking be on the front porch and stab you. But their whole plan that they reveal at the end of the movie, which we'll get to, but their whole plan is based on the fact that they're going to say Sydney's father went crazy on yeah. the anniversary of the mother's death. And killed Sydney. Right. Why? But when Ghostface attacks Sydney that night, it's not the anniversary of the f- mother's death. So then what happens to their plan? Did they just go, wait, 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 we can't kill you yet. So well, we're going to kill a bunch of other people <laughs> to get just to kill time. We're missing a major component of this movie. We have to go backwards. Okay. After Drew Barrymore gets killed. Yes. 
It goes to Sydney's house where she's in her fucking mumu. Billy shows up at the window. Who's creepy as fuck, by the way. Yeah, to establish his alibi. Okay? Which is fine. And we know we find out that Sydney is a virgin and they have he hasn't even gotten to second base yet. Okay? Okay. So he goes in the room and he's like, we can make like an R rated movie. You're like creepy as fuck. Like, what are you doing, guy? Like you climbed into her bedroom and then you're hiding with her dad and she's like, Everything okay? Meanwhile, he's like, I'm going on a business trip tomorrow, which I guess Billy finds out, and this is where they lead to kidnapping him. But he wants to kill Sydney. He does. He literally just snuck into her bedroom. Could have just killed her. Could have killed her, or could have just waited a couple hours for when she's asleep, sneak into her bedroom, kill her, blame her dad. And the father, of course, has to open the door and say, don't forget, I'm going on that business trip tomorrow, so I'll be gone till Sunday. Like, that's the first time he's telling her. But he has to say it so Billy can hear it. Yes. And Billy go, okay, we have all weekend now. Oh, shit, I thought we were under a time crunch here. No, we have all weekend. Stu, by the way, her dad's going to be away all weekend. We need to kidnap him. Oh, good, because I thought we had to do it tonight. We have all weekend to do this? Perfect. Yeah. So then we go to the school. You know, that happens. Sydney goes home. She gets attacked by Ghostface. She runs upstairs. And I don't know if you've ever used a computer before. I have. You've used the phone, right? I have. He goes to pick up the phone. The phone's dead after she was just on the phone with Ghostface. It's dead. Which, which in 1996 means the computer internet is dead. Yes, but she goes upstairs, and the first thing that she opens up on the computer is some DOS screen that apparently is let be able to call the police. It's, and, it's and for deaf people. Is it really? It says on the top, deaf something. Like deaf people calling. Who's deaf in that house? Nobody. Why would they need that? But she wouldn't be able to do it if the phone lines are dead because in 96 everything was dial up. <laughs> and also, but she's like, 911, what's your She's like, and if there's like a delay that says, like, killer in house. Killer from where? And they where the fuck up, are you, they bitch? Show up, they show up within 10 seconds. And Dewey's holding the fucking screen mask up. What did what did what did the killer go? <laughs> and he holds it, and he's holding it up in front of the door, in front of his face, so she gets jump scared. But then they real like they at one point they're holding the whole costume. He strips it all off, and then Billy shows up to protect her. Oh, he goes he goes back up into the the window. Yeah, but it's like oh, a your creepy boyfriend shows up minutes after you were attacked by this killer. The killer now is not wearing his costume because he held. He put it on the side, and the police were nice enough to fold it up and put it in a little pile. And he's holding her, and his cell phone falls out onto the ground. A cell phone falls out, and he's like, you don't really think it was me that did all Yes, I fucking do, motherfucker. <laughs> all signs point to you. Like, magic eight ball, bitch. 96, shake that shit up. All signs point to yes. <laughs> but the cops don't, uh, like, oh, shit. We have all the evidence we need. We have the mask. And the costume that is filled with blood from the last murder. They do her. Oh, by the way, we're gonna gonna, let's go back to let's go back to the costume shop. Hi, Mary, worker of said costume shop. Hi, I'm Detective Dewey, Deputy Dewey. I'm Deputy Dewey. Nice to meet you. Hello, officer. Hi. Um, I need to investigate something. Anything you need, sir. Well, I had, uh, uh, you know, there's a murder investigation and a young girl was attacked last night and she said they wore this costume. Do you guys sell this costume here? 
We have it not in stock. We had two. Well, no, no. You probably had more because chances are I have one that is folded up. The last one, if it was the same killer, got it covered in blood and either A, he brought it to the fucking dry cleaner, where he's not getting blood out of that costume, or it's going to be fucking sticky or hard. hard. So he's going to need another costume. We have a bunch in the back. But how many costumes did you use? Who, can I ask you one question, Mary? Sure. Who bought ten Ghostface costumes? Hmm. You know, I didn't think it was weird at the time, but these two guys, one kind of looked like Johnny Depp, and the other one kind of talked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Future reference. And they came in and said, can we have all the Ghostface costumes you have? I always thought that was weird, but I didn't put two and two together. Never thought any different of it. It was, so, I was just making a sale. So they do get the Johnny Depp, I mean, Skeet Ulrich, Billy, and they do detain him. But let me ask you this question. They have the costume. Did forensics not exist in 1996? I mean, forensic files existed. So there should be fingerprints. There should be hair fibers. There should be skin samples. There should be a ton of different DNA evidence that they could have just scanned through and gone, hmm, these match the guy we just arrested. Because he's a creepy fuck with a cell phone. In 1996, only 17 people in the world had them. And this fucking high school kid had... Because they even go, What are you doing with a cell phone, sir? And he's like, Dad gave it to me. And then he's like, Hey, that phone didn't come from Billy's cell phone. It was it was closed. Which, I remember talking to people who are smarter than me. And they're like, Yeah, you could clone a cell phone in 96, but you could still tell where it came from. But! But! They figure out that Sydney's call comes from the dad's cell phone because they cloned it, but they never checked Drew Barrymore's fucking cell, or uh, house phone, phone records. Phone, phone, phone log? Phone log to go, hey, uh, that phone came from the one that, that call came from the phone that Skeet Elric has. That's just weird, but, you know, the other one didn't come from, that was cloned, so this is like, just weird. He's like, oh, hey, before we kill Sydney, let's clone her. They couldn't have cloned the dad's cell phone because they didn't kidnap him yet. No. So it had to be, <laughs> unless they cloned somebody else's cell phone. Could have been a third person, and then that person's involved. So you're telling me that the, invest the investigation's got awry right from the beginning. Well, there's only like two cops in that town. Yeah, there's a chief and Dewey. So so we, we go, and, you know, Billy gets released. And then Sydney goes back to school. And where, Dewey, goes where Dewey drops her off and goes, you'll be safe here. Really? You're, you're going to send her off into a school of people? Yeah. No, no. She leaves the police station. That's where she punches Gail in the face. Yes, that's that's where. Yeah, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And she turns around, knocks her. She's like, I'll send... She goes, oh, how's your book about her mother? And she goes, I'll send you a copy. And she goes, bam, bam, Sid, super bitch. <laughs> you know, which she... Rose McGowan was really hot. Yeah. But anyway, so they, like... And Dewey's like, I'll protect you and... They're both fucking sitting in the bed. They go to sleep. So you're like, oh, you really think Billy did it? He's like, oh, I don't know, Tatum. So then they go to sleep. The next day, they go to school. They go to school. Sydney goes into the bathroom, which the two chicks were at the horror con this past weekend, and they look horrible. There's two chicks in the bathroom, the cheerleader and the other one. You mean the two that were sitting in the stalls that apparently paused their conversation just long enough for Sydney to walk in, 
so they could go really loudly through the stall doors. I think Cindy was faking it. She probably attacked herself. What a whore, just like her mother. Her mother's a whore too. And and Sydney hears this, and then all of a sudden she hears Sydney. And the killer just ha I don't know what your high school was like, but my high school had like ten bathrooms. What? This killer just decides I'm gonna pick this lady's room, sit on the toilet bowl. Stands. Stands on the which means Billy and or Stu is not in class. And they sat there. It's got to be Stu. Because, so this whole time, Stu decided, I'm going to dress up like Ghostface. Either, A, I'm going to dress up like Ghostface and go to the bathroom. Or I'm going to go with my book bag, have my Ghostface costume in my book bag, go into the stall of the women's room. Hopefully no women are in there to see that Stu walked into the bathroom, walks in, changes into his fucking Ghostface costume. Now all of a sudden the backpack's gone. Sits on top of the toilet to wait for the potential that Sydney's gonna take a piss. And what if she in, doesn't? In third, between third and fourth period, he's just sitting. He's like, "Well, I got like three more minutes till the bell rings. I guess I gotta change out of my Ghostface costume and go to physics." I'm, I, uh, you know, I got study hall and then lunch, so I got two periods. So I'm gonna sit in this bathroom stall, hoping Sydney shows. If she doesn't, though, I gotta change back and then go to history class. So this time. Huh. The fucking stars align for Stu Mocker. <laughs> fucking Sydney shows up. He knows it's Sydney, and then she sees his feet come down off the toilet, and then he busts out, and she fucking like slides underneath and runs out of the bathroom, and she turns a corner and runs into Billy. So it can't be Billy, right? It's not Billy. It's got to be Stu. So she's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "You don't really believe it's still me, do you?" And he puts on his hands. He's got the fingerprint ink all over his hand. You dirty fucker. You don't wash your fucking... They give you soap after you fingerprint... Every fucking movie where you get fingerprinted, they give you soap to wash your hands. Look at My Blue Heaven. He does it, like, immediately. Guy, and, you know, this is only five years later, but in 2001, I joined the Army. It was digital. I didn't even need to put my fingers in ink. Yeah. Digital. Anyway, you're telling me that this dirty fuck... Like, now if I'm sitting here, I'd be like, listen, Billy, I didn't trust you before, but now that I know that you're not hygienic, I'm breaking up with you. Like, dude, that's fucking disgusting. You had ink on your fingers. A second. The whole point of this movie was Billy fucked the mother. Billy fucked the mother. And then killed the mother. Yes. But now he wants to kill Sydney because her mother was a whore who fucked him. And then fucked his dad. His fucked his dad. No. Mother fucked the dad so the mother yeah, left. The mother fucked Billy's dad because in the second one, the killer is Billy's mother. Spoiler alert! Eddie dies. It was Edge, and the killer in the second one is uh, the one, uh, the sister from Roseanne, who was Billy's mother. <laughs> Lori Metcalf. Lori so, Metcalf. So yeah. Oh, Sid, I'm a dirty fuck. You don't believe it's me, do you? She's like, I don't know what to believe, Billy. Uh. And she fucking, she, he's like, and he makes it her feel like complete shit. Like he's the worst boyfriend ever. And she he's like runs off. Creepy and just a terrible boyfriend. And she's like the popular kid in school. Why is she dating the creepiest fucking guy in school? So then, while this is all going on, they decide that... Um, does somebody else die because then they cancel school? No. No, well, Henry Winkler, the principal, dies. Yeah, but he can't school. Remember, he sends them all home for school? He does because there's two guys in the screen mask. mask. Yeah, he's You're like, like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, what do you think this is funny? I could gut, you know, what, what if you got gutted and, and blah, 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 and hung from a tree? 
and then he gets killed because you yeah. kill the principal, I and guess. He sees, and he sees Fred Krueger in the hallway. It's, it's Wes cool. Craven dressed as Freddy Krueger. Kind of a cool Easter egg, but uh, yeah, he's like, "Hey, Freddy's like, Ugh. so." But Henry Winkler's got the mask, and he's like pretending. He's like, "Huh?" He's got he putting the mask on. Like, what a fucking creep is he? Someone just got murdered and potentially attacked with a, this mask on, and these two. Oh, wait a second. Hi, Mary at the party store. Hi. I know that you sold ten costumes to Billy and Stu. We really asked you not to sell any more of these costumes because we're trying to find the murderer. Did you happen to sell two more costumes to some random kids at school? Well, I, I have a quota to make because I work on commission. So they came in, they wanted to buy them, and mom's got to eat. So I, I sold them. Mary, I told you not to do that. It's a murder investigation. Yeah, but it's not illegal. All right, we need to collect all the rest of these costumes. Uh, I have to get my manager for that. Okay. So he's like, oh, you think that's funny? And he cuts the mask up with the, the scissors. And then he goes back in his office because these fucking killers are stealth as fuck. He knocks on the door, opens the door. There's nobody there. It's seconds. So there's no way he could have hit. And then all of a sudden he's behind the door. Nobody saw him? Kill the principal. Kills the principal. Why would you kill the principal? There's no reason. Zero reason. And then he, he hangs him from the fucking... Goalpost. Uh, the goalpost, which nobody sees. No one. The school is being patrolled by police officers. There's a killer on the loose, which, by the way, now one person's been killed before they, they don't know the principal's been killed. One person's been killed, another two. person's been attacked. Two people have been killed. Who's this? Oh, yeah. Two people. Sorry. Two people have been killed, another's been attacked, and they don't one call the state police. And one's missing. And one's missing. They don't call the state police. They don't. They call Woodsboro. Dewey. So then, they decide, hey, school's canceled. Let's have a fucking party. Even though there's a curfew. Even though there's a curfew, we're all going to party at fucking Stu's house. Is Sound good? House? I thought it was Randy's house. No, yeah, Stu's house. Okay. Let's have a party at Stu's house. And somehow Gail Weathers knows that there's a party at Stu's house, too. It's going to show up. Well, because, you know, her and Dewey have this, like, history, and they're all like, oh, yeah, should we, should we not? And, yeah, we de- we're going to get married, and then you're going to be WCW champion. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be Jeff Jarrett and fucking Tommy Dallas Page. So, get to the party. Because when people are getting murdered, the best place, I think, is, you know, safety in numbers, I guess, right? And a house in the middle of nowhere. House in the middle of nowhere. And we go to the party, and they're watching... Uh, Halloween. And Randy starts telling that there's rules... Of there's rules of party. So the rules are you can't you have to be a virgin, which Sydney's a virgin. She is. You can't be drinking or doing drugs. Which they're doing. Which they're doing. And then there's and you never say I'll be right back. Which they which they do. Matthew is Matthew Lord that says I'll be right back. Oh, I'm gonna go grab a beer. I'll be right back. Now this time Tatum, Sydney's like I just want to go up in the bedroom and just talk to Billy. Tatum's like I'm gonna go. Get some beers. In the fridge in the garage, because apparently the fridge in the house can't hold beer. Away from everyone. Now, she goes out there and her titties are popping. Popping. Smuggling Tic Tacs. One of my favorite scenes of any movie. Everyone's. I'm pretty yes. sure. Love it. She walks in. She goes to get a beer. And she's, she goes and gets a beer and turns around. And at the door, now, can we talk about the f- fucking Clark Kent Superman changing? There's a house full of people. 
I would assume I remember your house in in uh, Mawa. The garage was connected to the house, which is right by the living room and the kitchen. Yeah. Most people congregate in those areas. They do. So I would have to get dressed either inside your garage by the time she had their refrigerator open or closed, or I get dressed before I entered the garage, and everyone would be like, why is he getting dressed in a ghost face costume? What is, hey, uh, Stu, uh, what are you doing? Uh, that's pretty fucked up. You're putting that costume on, considering two people just got killed, and Sydney's upstairs just got attacked by this guy. Why are you putting that outfit on? So. Oh, don't mind me. I said, I'll be right back. So he goes, well, she gets the beers, turns around, and there's Ghostface standing at the door. And instead of being panicked and screaming, she is, oh, you want to play creepy serial killer? He's got a fucking knife. And the mask and the outfit of the... Everyone's getting murdered. Like, he fits the description. Like, like, if, you, like if I sat there and fucking... You told me, like, John Wayne Gacy is, like, a killer clown. And he's dressed as this clown. And he's trying to, like, fuck me and kill me at the same time. And I was, like, at a party... And someone dresses John Wayne Gacy was standing there and was like, uh, I got a knife and my dick is out. I'm probably going to be like, I want a part of you because you're probably going to fucking kill me. And she finally realizes that and tries to crawl through the yeah, dog oh, door. Shut the fuck up. Because you know, you know what she realizes that? She realizes that after he grabs her arm and slices her arm with a fucking knife. Yes. Eh, you want to play creepy ghostface killer? He's like, no. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, big scary... And he fucking grabs her arm. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you think? He's dressed as a fucking psycho killer. He slashes her arm. She's like, oh my god. And then she starts throwing beer bottles at him. Now, this killer is the most clumsy motherfucker on the planet. Ever. But she decides. Now, there's tools. You've been in a garage. There's tools. There's shovels. There's rakes. There's whatever. Even break a bottle of sample. Yeah. You know what she does? She decides she's going to flee. She doesn't scream. At the top of her fucking lungs. Not once in a house full of people she could have screamed her lungs out. By the way, the name of the fucking movie is Scream and no one fucking screams. Not one person. <laughs> so, so, so she decides she's going to escape because she tries to hit the garage button. The garage goes down. No, and, no, no, no. Just... No, no, she doesn't even hit it. She just dives. Through, through what? Through what? The doggy door. In the fucking garage door. Have you ever seen a doggy door in a garage? No. Never. Now, not only does she try to escape through that, Ghostface hits the button. Now, the garage door I have in this room right now is probably from 1985. If I'm holding the garage door and I hit the garage door button, it goes, it doesn't open. It's a human being. It's a, there's a human being... Laying this between is, this is 110 pounds. There's no safety regulation. This this fucking garage door opener that I have here has safety regulations that if I'm holding the door, it won't open. Do you think that that garage would hold her weight anyway? No, it's so made of aluminum. So he he has the wherewithal to hit the garage. She's trying to squeeze her fucking body through a doggy door. He could just go up and go. Not the not forget that. She's halfway through. She gets stuck. Yes. The door starts going up very slowly. Slide backwards. And, and in front of the door. And escape. No, nope. she doesn't do that. I get my neck broken. And you, you, you live in the house. I do. Have you ever had something 
happened in the next room or upstairs or somewhere, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, literally, because someone could drop, like, a baseball, and you hear it through the whole house. Yeah. This whole garage door got knocked off its hinges, and a human being got their neck broken. You're... And no one knows. And this guy, he sneaks back. Wait! Wait, 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 wait. Wait. He doesn't go back in the... He doesn't take his robe off and his... And where is he putting it? Is he putting it down his pants? Yeah, where does he hide it? He just goes back into the door, sneaks back into the door. So everyone who's, like, sitting in the couch... Because remember, when Sue says, I'll be right back, he goes, like, this is the hallway, and goes down into the, the garage. So wouldn't they be like, Stu, why, well, who's this guy in the ghost face outfit that just came out of the garage? Yeah, like, that's weird. Like, some dude <laughs> just came... We missed something real quick. Between the party and when Sydney gets attacked, Ghostface stalks Sydney in her backyard, and at the supermarket, you see his reflection. Oh, yeah. And nobody fucking goes, that's weird. Uh, uh, the guy in the uh, the Ghostface costume in the supermarket... In the well, supermarket! Not even Halloween. Not even Halloween. It's, Why it's, is Ghostface buying king cones in the Frozen Food section? Um, Ghostface doesn't have a backpack. No. This would make a lot more sense if Ghostface had a backpack. Why is that? Because he could take the costume off and put it in the backpack. Where is he putting the costume? You don't know. And at what point... How did... If I was any of these people, Billy or Stu or Randy, oh, we're missing the one where Randy he went to the fucking video store too. Anyway, if I was Stu or Randy, I could or, or Billy, I could literally be at the supermarket yeah. and see Sydney and be watching her and be like, "Oh shit, Sid, what's up? I didn't like. I was just came here to grab some fucking French fries." You don't have to wear the costume. No, for what reason? That would just garner suspicion. <laughs> Imagine, imagine for one second that you are a criminal and you have a very distinctive mark on your face. Like you have a big fucking, like half of your face is red. It's dyed red. No, you know what? Say you're the, you say you're the fucking Joker. Okay. You're the Joker, right? Batman's, Bruce Wayne's going shopping. Would you send like one of your goons in there to check on him? Or would you show up in fucking Joker uniform? Like looking, looking at the fucking corn on the cob. Like, pulling the husks back and being like... Opening the egg containers going, oh, these look good. Joke's on me. (laughs) And then Bruce Wayne goes, hey, uh, you're the... You can can literally be Edward Nygma in in the fucking egg aisle. Or you could be dressed as a Riddler with the hat and the cane and the question marks and be like, riddle me this. Why do brown eggs exist? Like, I mean, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. And nobody sees him. He's in the supermarket. There's, at any given point, there's a hundred people in a supermarket. And nobody sees the guy dressed like the guy that they're saying is killing everybody. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's sitting there. And he's like, uh, you're sitting online. And you're at the fucking deli counter, and behind you is fucking Ghostface, and he pulls a ticket, and he's like, I think I got a half a pound of cheese, uh, a pound of salami, half a pound of uh, honey ham, and you're like, oh, there's this guy in costume ordering fucking deli meat. And he, he would definitely be the guy to be like, can I see the... Uh, can, I get a piece? can I get a piece? Can, yeah, can I see the roast beef? Is it rare? Is it rare? Dude, this fucking guy... He wants to see if the roast beef is rare. Bloody, enough. Bloody better. <laughs> like, 
I don't understand. Like, yeah, you're right. No one fucking sees him. Then Billy goes to the supermarket, uh, the video store, and he makes it blatantly obvious that he's the fucking killer. <laughs> That's Randy. There's no way nobody. If we had two friends that got killed, yeah, and we had a friend like Billy that was like, "Do you still believe it was me?" Oh, Sydney, like, dude, that guy fucking killed like seven people. Yeah, and he's jump scaring all of his friends. Yeah, like, why do you have to jump out of the bathroom door every time I walk by? Why can't you just like go, like, "Hey, hey, what's up, Ryan?" Like, no, you I'm have to put movies back on the shelf, and you just fucking jump scare me. Like, I heard you think it's me, dude. I think Billy. I think Billy's a little bit of a psychopath. Did you really put a lever in the mailbox? Because I heard you put a lever in the mailbox. But <laughs> it's like, so we get to Tatum gets killed. She gets killed. Nobody hears it. In my house. My garage is not electric, but it's and I also don't live above it. I live over, like you know, yeah. a, a, above adjacent. But if I'm in my room and I hear somebody open the garage door manually, I hear it. Nobody in the house just hears a vibration. Like, is that the garage door opening? Here's crunch, crackle, crackle. Yeah, you know, forget the fact that it would not support her weight to open it. Ninety six. No one's out there smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Nobody's out there getting more beer. Nobody goes, hey, uh, Tatum went out to get beer like an hour ago. We should go check on her. Aside from everyone sitting there in the living room, has no idea that a person dressed as Ghostface just come. Which brings me to my next point. And I don't believe we do see Stu again. But they're like, oh my god. Bro, I heard the principal, whatever, got his. He's killed. He's hung up by the GoPros. And they all fucking leave. And they almost run Gale and Dewey off the road. At this point. Gail and Dewey go to the van to go look at the feed. Which is on a 30 second delay. Yeah, and they're watching it and they see Ghostface now sneak up behind Randy. Because they did uh, they um, they bugged the house. Yes. With the camera. That's right. Gail Weathers went in and she bugged the house. So nothing happens, right? You know, they go and are watching the, uh, the video and they see Randy sitting on the couch and he's drunk as fuck and they see Ghostface behind him. They're like, Yo, like, what the fuck? Like, watch out, Randy. Oh, no, it's Gail and the, uh... The cameraman. It's just like, and they're like, 30-second delay. Why would he go to the the van? He he doesn't kill Randy. He doesn't for some reason. He just decides, I'm not going to kill Randy, who's an easy victim. I'm going to walk out of the house, across the street, to the news van. In 30 and, seconds. In 30 seconds, and hope that he opens the door... So I have the opportunity to slit his And then, when nobody's watching, put his giant fat body on, on, top, t- of on top of the van. Who lifted him up? I Let's just say the guy weighed 250 pounds. And Stu and Billy are probably a buck fifty. Who's lifting that fat fucker on top of the van? It had to be both of them. <laughs> but Billy's upstairs fucking Sydney. So it had to be Stu, Matthew Lillard, or, uh, Matthew Lillard who is not muscular at all. Now this whole time, Billy convinces Sydney after saying, I'm not a killer, even though all the evidence puts me, can I fuck you? Can we fuck? Yes? Okay, let's fuck. And then, after they fuck, that's when Sydney goes, who did you call while you were in prison? Oh, my dad. Oh, my dad. You don't really think it's still me, do you? No, he goes, no, but... Your dad was there, so who did you call? Because you said blah, blah, blah. 
And he's like, you don't really still think it's me, do you? Now, this whole time, Stu killed the cameraman, put his fat ass on the roof. Courtney Cox drove into the fucking woods. Way into the woods, by the way. And crashed. Crashes at 50 miles per hour. She's fine. And where did Dewey go at this time? Well, at some point, Dewey gets stabbed, but that's later. But he, you don't know where he is at this point. Oh, so he left her on the road after he saved her. They go back into the thing. He disappears. Well, they, they find Sydney's father's car. I think well, Dewey has to go, like, report it. So I got... Right. So she goes back to Van, drives into woods, fucking crashes. Like, very far away. Like, fucking miles. Miles away. She's going for a while. Yeah, so... He's like, you don't really think it's me still, do you? So this whole time, Stu, after he killed this fucking fat ass, put him on top of the roof, she drove away, cra- crashed. He goes back into the house and is waiting outside the door because the whole plan is, hey, I'm going to wait outside the door after you're done fucking and I'm going to pretend to stab you. Pretend? Yes. And she's not, she's like, he's like, you don't really think it was me, do you? And she goes, like, she sees Ghostface come in and she goes, she goes, oh my god. Oh my, like, not like, holy shit, he's here! Watch out behind you! They're like, oh my god. And then how do they get the blood on him? Corn syrup. Yeah, but he's, does he have a fucking... Uh, he licks it and he goes, corn syrup. Yeah, but does he fucking squirt corn syrup on him he's pretending to slash him? Maybe it was one of those Halloween, while he... Mary happened to sell them one of those fake knives that squirts blood, too. Sydney knows the whole layout of fucking Sue's house, which makes me wonder if she fucks Stu. She probably fucks Stu. Because she knows how to fucking go through those doors, and there's the, the bathroom door connects to the bedroom, and she fucking closes it, and all this shit, right? And then Billy's dead. They go downstairs. They shoot. Then he's coming up the stairs, in the, outside. Dewey's coming up the stairs, and then Ghostface stabs him. Yeah, but no, remember Randy's coming up? Randy and Stu are coming up from outside. Well, they have to get the gun off Dewey first, so Dewey gets stabbed, they take the gun off Dewey, and then Randy gets shot. No, but remember Randy, Sydney goes outside and Randy and Stu are coming up the stairs like, it's him, it's him, it's him. And Randy's holding his leg, because he got stabbed in the leg somehow. He's like, no, it's him. And Stu's like, no, it's him. And then she's like, fuck both of you, and she closes the door. Yes. And then Billy rolls down the stairs. Yes. And she's like, oh my god, Billy. He's like, give me the gun, give me the gun. Well, the, they but she takes the gun off Dewey. They get, yeah, well, Dewey's stabbed at this point. Billy falls down the stairs and he's like, give me the gun, give me the gun. And then they give him the gun, he opens the door and both of them come in. And she, and then he's like, she's like, you're fucking, he's fucking mad. He's like, we all go a little mad sometimes. And fucking shoots her in and goes, Anthony Perkins, psycho. That's right, yeah. And then she's like, oh my god, it's you. And she's like, Surprise, Sydney. And then Randy shows up. I mean, Stu shows up. He's like, and then reveals that there's two killers. Which I will give credit to this movie. In 1996, when this, that the double killer, nobody saw that coming. That was badass. It was badass. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, oh shit, they're both in on it. I didn't think Stu was in on it. I always thought Billy was a killer. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought Billy was a killer, but having Stu in on it. It's kind of badass. But then you get to the scene where they could have just killed Sydney. Yeah, but they want to have a, a fucking soliloquy. Yeah, there's a little there's a little monologue going on that it's the and anniversary of the killer and like Yeah, the anniversary of the mother's death that we're going to frame your father. We cloned a cell phone. Your mother's no Sharon Stone, okay? Yeah. And fucking, fucking everybody in town. So, let me ask you this question. 
Why did it just kill her fuck in the beginning? Not well. Not only that. So why did he wait all this time? No, no. How long has he been dating Sydney? Six months? A year? I don't know. He could just fucking kill her at any point. At any point, like, hey, I love you. Dad. He could have just instead of having Stu come in and pretend to stab him, he could have fucked her and then killed her. It's not like she would have known. He would have her, killed her while fucking her. Yeah, and then finished. You think? I think he fucking came at her. Probably. Poor. Like, Total. you didn't go, you went, you couldn't even go to second base. And then you just fucking him. Yeah, it's like, don't touch my tits. Okay, you could fuck me. Well, I didn't want to fuck you before, but now that you might be a potential fucking serial killer, sure, let's do it. But you could have just killed him. They did, they did not have to have this elaborate ruse of Stu coming in, dressed as Ghostface, just kill her. The whole movie depends on people answering the phone. And the whole ending depends on them getting a gun because they don't have a second gun. The and Because they say the plan is, oh, well, your There's father killed you head. and then shot himself in the head. So they're all dependent on everyone answering the phone and then them getting a gun at the end so his father could shoot himself in the head. Or her yeah. father could shoot himself so in the head. They have to kill Dewey or a cop at some point. Yeah. But let me ask you this. They're giving the, the whole description of what's going on. Right. You know. Your father fucked my mother, and or, or your your mother fucked my father, and then he left, and blah blah blah. And I don't know why Stu's involved, but he's just my friend. And they What's say Sydney, nothing to do with Sydney. What's the guy do with the father? Nothing. Father's a fucking victim, if anything. Yeah, the mother, but she, if anything, Billy should have recruited the father and be like, "Yo," but no, the mother's already dead. And it's the end. Why are you yeah. killing Sydney? She had nothing to do with it. But their whole they say, what we're gonna do is we're gonna stab each other to make it look like they came in. And then they do it and they don't kill why do they stab each other before they kill Sydney and the father? Wouldn't that make them weaker when they try to kill Sydney and the father? Why did they kill them and then go, Alright, stab me here, stab me here? It makes them look like six bucks. But they should have just killed what why do they have to impress her at this point? Okay, are, are we forgetting? We're forgetting something. What? We're forgetting. So they're stabbing each other so much that Stu gets fucked up because Billy gets out of control and allows Sydney to leave the room. They're in the, the same room. They're in the same room. If I'm standing in the same room as you and you're over here and I'm stabbing someone else, I will see you leaving the room. You're like, where the fuck are you going? Hey, 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 I'll stab you too. God. Okay. So this whole time she's. Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't even believe I'm doing this. She's gone. And it comes to where Stu is trying to find her. And the gun is missing. And the gun's missing. Yeah, she's got a gun, right? She's got the gun because it left it on the counter. No, uh, Courtney Cox has the oh, gun. He, he took it. Because they thought she was dead. But Stu finds Sydney, tackles her, and then Sydney gets the upper hand and throws the TV onto Stu's head and kills him. And then when she kills Billy, she goes into a closet and puts yeah. the fucking Scream costume on. Which means that the Scream costume was in the closet? The whole time! <laughs> and why did she have to put why it on she... in the first place? And, and, and the Scream costume was in there. The voice change box changer was in there. The cell phone was in there, and she decides, she's all this time, she's like, you know what's going to be a great idea? Let me call Billy 
She called him on the house phone, didn't she? Yeah. Let me call... Why would he pick up the phone? He's in the middle of a homicide. He's literally trying to kill, like, three people. He doesn't have time to answer the phone. And she... But she, this is her in the closet. All right. Uh, oh, shit. The ghost face mask is here. Let me Wait, put this watch. on. Wasn't huh? the dad in the closet? Well, no. The dad was tied up. He was in the basement. Because they snuck the, the father in. But she put, she has time to sit in the closet and put the, the ghost face mask on, the gloves, the costume. Oh, voice changer and a cell phone. What's his number again? Oh, let me call. Uh, it's uh, 973. Oh, shit. What, um, okay. Yeah, I think that's a... Uh, hello? Hey, hello, Sydney. Oh, no. So, I'm sorry. Wrong number. Wrong, wrong number. Wrong number. Um, 2-1. That's it. 2-1. Calls the number. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Gary Moose. You bitch! Wait, how did you know it was her? Yeah. You bitch, I'm gonna fucking find you. You didn't hear her. Oh, no. I know how sound works. If I'm standing outside a closet, and you call me, and you say, do you like scary movies? I'm not only gonna hear you on the phone, I'm gonna hear you in real life. Through the door. And then you stab him with an umbrella, because you know he's right outside the door. You stab him right through. Because you can see through the door. Which, Or if you hear him through the door, which means he can hear you through the door... And know you're in there and be like, hey, let me not stand in front of this closet door because I can kind of hear her talking right now. So then she stabs him and then it gets to the point where they're like, oh, the killer, Randy's up and he's like, they almost shoot him. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, be careful. The killer always pops up one more time before he dies. He's <laughs> and they shoot him. And you know, he's supernatural like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. And they come to feel realize that Billy and Stu did it and Cotton Weary didn't do it and Cotton Weary got a job. Also, if I may, Dewey this whole time has been bleeding out on the front porch in the middle of the night, but then when he gets pulled out in the ambulance, it's sunrise. He'd be dead at that point from loss of blood. This is kind of what I was reporting. <laughs> like, that she has, like, she's not interviewed at all by the police. She's not taken, like, a a, a crisis trauma center because of all the shit she went through. She's just able to report on her job. And who's holding the camera? The cameraman's dead. Hey, get, hey guy. Guy. Hey, can you hold this camera for me? Tatum's dead. She's fucking crushed on the fucking, the fucking garage door. Billy's dead. Stu's dead. Fucking Randy's bleeding out. Dewey's almost dead. The cameraman's dead. Gail's all fucked up. Sydney's fucked up. And we're just going business as usual. Uh, you know, another day. This is another day at Woodsboro. The Woodsboro murders, you know, whatever. At least Cotton's not guilty. When, 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 when Gail had the gun, she knew at that point Stu and Billy were the killers. Oh, the safety, that's right. The safety cliche in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, forgot, I kind of forgot how it went for a bit. She escapes from them. She goes into the closet and finds all that stuff, calls him up because Stu's bleeding. He picks up the phone. He's like, Hello? And she's like, Stu, why the fuck did you do that? He's like, oh, Billy made me do it. And then Billy's searching around. Remember, he's slashing the fucking pillows. And then she stamps him with the fucking umbrella. He's on the ground. And then Stu tackles her. Yes. And then he kills her. And then the shit, whatever happened. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a classic horror movie because it was new. And the twist. And the twist was amazing. I'm not, you know, not going to take away from the twist. But... I'm sorry, Wes. You probably had to have a couple more rewrites in the script because you didn't really think about some of the... Uh, listen, the gore is great. 
The twist is amazing. It's a Wes Craven movie, but you probably should have had a couple of rewrites in there. I'm just saying. The best part of the, the best part of the movie for me, and it was because I was obsessed with Scream. Like that reinvented horror movies for me. Absolutely. Because to me, like horror movie, and I'm gonna get like serious here for a second. But for me, and I'm sure for you, like horror movies to us was Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Child's Play, Poltergeist, uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, fucking Amityville Horror, Phantasm, Puppet Master, shit like that. And you're sitting there, and you have like these formulas. There's these supernatural people; they can't be killed, and blah blah blah. And this brought it to a fact now you have teenagers and you have like, you know, we're in that age group and you have things that could actually happen and you're bringing in different parts of technology and, and there's all these things you're like, Oh shit. Like they're not indestructible. They, they could get like you when she's fucking them up, she's throwing shit. They're getting hurt. They're tripping. They're falling. And you're like, Oh shit. Anything could happen at a certain time. And you're like, but this could happen. Like you could be alone and some fucking crazy person that you know comes to your house and starts trying to kill you. But not only that, in the horror movie vein, that was probably, I, I, I'm going to say a decade, it's probably less than a decade, but that was the first new uh, horror icon. Yeah, a slasher. It was a slasher, slasher icon that was created in like a decade. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, was, I think it was 78. Uh, Friday the 13th was 80, 81. 80, 81. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. Halloween was 79, right? Halloween was 79. Child's Play was 85 or 6, I want to say. You know, Phantasm was in the 80s. Uh, Puppet Masters was in the 80s. So there was years where it was just crappy horror. You know, Killer Clowns was 80s. But, like, that didn't turn into, like, the horror franchise. But, like, hey, all yeah, these... Leprechaun was like cheesy, but that was the early nineties. Yeah, and nobody cared about Leprechaun. Kind of it wasn't scary. Yeah. Ghoulies was like, okay, that's funny. It's a funny harmony. Uh, Critters, yeah. Ghoulies, yeah. all that. Sh- yeah, it, it, Gremlins. It was it was just all like cheesy. But then all of a sudden, ninety six comes along. It's like, oh, Ghostface. Which, by the way, did you know uh, Scream was originally called Scary Movie? Yes, I did know that. The working title for Scream was Scary Movie, which I think is hysterical that. Uh, Marlon Wayans made it scary movies the spoof one but yeah. that was that created a whole new slasher icon when you and, see and, when you see posters of the slashers it it's Michael Myers Freddy Jason Texas Chainsaw Massacre Chucky and Ghostface yeah and Ghostface and and it's it's crazy because Ghostface is not one person like the other ones are like I said he's not supernatural and it's the the fact that Ghostface branched off and made so many other movies that can never replicate the success that Scream did. You had, I know you did last summer, you had My Bloody Valentine, you had Urban Legends, you had all these movies that came out like, oh, we're going to have to do these teen slasher movies, and it could not replicate the success of Scream. Even the worst Scream is still one that I was like, I need to see that Scream. I need to see that movie. And then I will you know, go a step further that you went from Scream and then the next step into horror from Scream was that torture porn Saw Hostel. Saw. Yeah. And Saw did it. Like Hostel was good, but Saw Saw 1 
Like when I saw Scream and I saw it was like it was Stu and Billy, you're like, oh fuck, like mind blown. And then like they got cheesy with the next two. Like you could never know who exactly the killer was, but it was always like a twist ending. But then you got to Saw, and when fucking Jigsaw rose up from the ground at the end, one of the best endings. Fuck! Like I was like, holy! Like I had goosebumps. I still have goosebumps now thinking about it. Yeah, and the, the the great thing about Scream was that it brought it back to that high school slasher movie. Yes. Just like the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the in the Halloweens and the Texas Chainsaw Massacres and the Friday Thirteenth. And don't and don't think for a second that Skeet Ulrich wasn't picked for that role because he looked like fucking Johnny Depp. He listen, it was Wes Craven. Yeah. Johnny Depp's big break was Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, he looked at him. and goes, "That's my next star. That's going to be the next Johnny Depp." It didn't really work out, but no. But I mean, you when you saw him, you're like, "That's Johnny Depp." Yeah, I thought it was Johnny Depp. Everybody thought it was Johnny Depp. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go because I'm tired. I got to work in the morning. Vinny. Sounds like you love cock in your mouth. I do. And I want you to tell everyone where you can find me with cock in my mouth. You want me to tell where you can find you or where you can find me? Where you can find you posting about me having cock in my mouth. You can find me at Vin Frontface L-O-K on Twitter. You can find me at Vinsky3 on Instagram. You can find me at Vinny Violence on TikTok, and you can find our show at anchor.fm, Apple, iTunes, and they were also listen to podcasts. You can also find our merchandise on zazzle.com slash store slash front face slash podcast. Ryan, where can we find your sorry ass? My sorry ass can be found on Twitter at obsoletemule256, also on Instagram at obsoletemule256. This show on Twitter at front face lock, Instagram and Facebook, and TikTok at front face lock podcast. We are sponsored by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Quality products at affordable prices. Lucky13BeardCO.com Can I ask you one question? What did you learn today? Did you learn a lot or did you learn a little? I learned a lot today. I learned that everyone wants to be like us even though everyone doesn't want to admit they love us. I've learned that Tony Khan loves cocaine. He loves it. He's never, 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 ever, ever going to give it up. And he loves eating at Denny's. I learned that Tony Khan lets WWE live rent-free in his head and just says things that he's trying to stir up controversy. It just never works. I've learned that if you're going to get any kind of quality pizza, it's got to be from North Jersey. Other than that, it's just shit. I learned that if you don't know how to fold your pizza and eat it, you should suck a fat, age-rated, bloody dick. I have also learned that the royal family is dead to me. Literally and figuratively. I learned that CM Punk is a name I don't want to hear again until I hear Vinny say, Hey, I heard CM Punk was sucking dick on the corner because he got fired from AEW. I've learned that if you're going to be a psycho killer, you need... A lot of costumes, a lot of places to hide your costumes, and you need to fuck a lot of bitches. I also learned that if you're going to be a serial killer, you have to be stealth. You have to hide in bathrooms just in case the girl you're trying to kill goes into that bathroom. And that, uh, you know, you're good at evading the law and being super creepy and having friends that can keep their mouths shut. Because Stu at any point could have said Billy was the killer and vice versa. Yeah, that would have been done. 
I've also learned that just because you're a WCW champion doesn't make you a good cop. Not in the least bit. But you get to fuck Courtney Cop, so I guess that's that's fun. plus. So anyway, Ryan, I want to say one more thing to you. Okay. Zip it up. Zip it out. Right. Zip it do not. Bye bye. All right. See. Alright, uh, later dudes, S you in your A's, don't wear a C in jail over your B's. <laughs>